You good? Are we pumped? Are we pumped? Are we ready? Oh, yeah. Pumped. Yeah. You know, look, pump. No, have you done a pump? Are you pumped? Have I done a pump? What does that mean? Fart. That means a fart, fart in the UK. Oh. Yeah. No. You sound a bit, <laughs> you sound a bit mellow, Duke. No? Yeah, you all right? I'm good. Okay. I, just, I don't know anything about no doing a pump. It just sounds weird. Okay. <laughs> Sorry I confused yeah. you. Yeah, that's UK conversation for you. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, you do. Right. Chin, are you doing the stream? I am. I'm already doing it, my friend. He's already doing it. Are you doing video tonight? Yes. Damn it, because I haven't put any links in because of all. What's the point? Jeez. <sighs> Everybody's playing. Yeah. What are you going to do? Is it, we, we do? We're doing video tonight, so you didn't put the, the YouTube links in. Uh, no, because I wasn't expecting it, you see. Caught me on that now. Well, I guess. That's oh. all right, Stu. Don't worry about it. I mean, jeez. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I'm sure you can find some stuff on what I've put anyway. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Right, are we ready to go, people? Uh, 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 uh. uh. Uh, 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 uh
Since we did ours tonight, so we've done that we too. Did that, hey, yeah. we all have our Christmas trees up, except for me. Hey. I don't put Christmas trees up. We have a wreath, though, that the Duchess... Uh, you see, I have this image of Duke making a Christmas tree out of recycled shoes. What? Well, I it's don't know, because you're into... rug that the Duchess... Yeah, you're into recycling Let's go, are you? Ten years from now, you're going to go, <laughs> I have a feeling you have a clock. I have. I have underpants. A... I had all these old coat hangers in the wardrobe, and I put them all together with some glue and Christmas tree. Woohoo! Heck. <laughs> anyway, no, we have a cool wreath that the Duchess made. Ah, very nice. Oh very yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. So, uh, who's been playing Fallout Four this week? Me. I have. I have. Did you story? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. I have no story. Have you got a story? I want to know. If you had finished the story. Oh no, but I'm I'm getting well. I don't know what, how close I'm getting, but I'm reckoning I'm I'm a fair way through. I haven't looked, so okay. I'll give you a clue as to where I'm up to, and you can tell me how far I'm off from the end. Okay. Okay. Are there spoilers I'm, ahead? Are you about? To- no, 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 no. I can do it without spoilers. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Jenny, I'm, a, I'm about spoilers coming here. There's no spoilers. Seriously, there's no spoilers. Right here we go. That. I'm about to are you gonna finish right? I'm about to do a mission which will mean the Brotherhood of Steel won't like me much anymore. Yeah, well that's getting there. Is that getting there? Yeah. I mean it, it, it it's hard to tell because you went a different path than I went. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you see I'm I'm thinking I that. Path at you're the now, I think, so. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that. Yeah. How many hours have you spent on it, Sue? Uh, I'm up to about 34 hours in. Ooh, yeah, I'm sure. catching up. About 34. Yeah, about 34. You know, when you get to 70, what? Uh. Uh, I haven't, unfortunately, I've been busy this week. So even though I've had days off, I've been doing stuff. So I just haven't had as much time Dude, as I would You know I that liked. thing where I said I was going to catch you up? Yeah. yeah. I'm catching you up. Wow, how many hours are you in? 24. <laughs> Look, I've got off this week, right? I'm in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm off Thursday, Friday. Every week Thursday, you brag Friday. about all the time you got coming out that you're going to spend, and then every week coming in, oh, I didn't have a chance. I was doing things. No, I've still played a fair amount of it this week. I've still played probably about another eight to ten hours. I'm mad at you. I played eight to ten hours, man. That's not enough. Jesus Christ. That's not that much. <laughs> but anyway, I'm off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Show and prove, as the kids say. So I should have plenty of time to play this week sure. coming, so yeah. I will do it. I will do it. But I am still trying to play other games because obviously, ah. you know, we've got a podcast to do and you can't just continually talk you about did one that game. for like a month with The Witcher 3. Yeah, but I still played other stuff in between. Not really. I did. I did. I did. I did. Anyway, right, I'm going to start because I've got I've had a couple of potentially almost game-breaking glitches this week in Fallout. Sorry, what have you been playing? What have you been playing? Look at my death, space. Yeah, I've had a couple of issues this week. Only a couple? Uh, yeah, 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 kind of. Um, by the way, are you, are you using the, the, the patch? Are you in the beta for the patch? I didn't know the beta was out. Yeah, yeah. If you if you go into, I can't remember how you do it now. You go into the game, yeah. you know, like right okay. click on the game. I know, I know. Yeah. You click uh, opt in. Yes. So I've been doing I that, know, and it, I, for me, most of the time, game ain't broke. Don't need to fix it. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't had loads of issues, but I have had two quite bad ones this week. One was uh, I needed to exit a building to finish the mission, and I couldn't do it. Cause... Go out. Leave the building. No, I couldn't do it. The door didn't highlight to leave, I and if you walked it... You pressing it right. No, if you walked towards it, you fell through the door. <laughs> and landed oh. up in this weird bit of graphic place. I don't know. Right. It was very odd. I love weird graphic places. Yeah, and then it just then it just like pinged you back into the room. Uh, so I was like, shit, this isn't good. So in the end, I quit the game. I quit the game, reloaded the game, and then it was fine. So that was okay. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not a big glitch in Bethesda terms. That's like run the mill <laughs> no. everyday stuff. No, probably not. And then the other glitch I had was, luckily, I mean, most of the time I've been saving quite frequently, so it wasn't a major issue. Um, but the other one I had was, uh, there's a there's a, an area in the game when you get a bit further into the story, and the only way to go in and out of this area is to fast travel. Yeah. There's, there's no normal way. And exiting this area to go to do a mission quest... Uh, it got stuck on the loading screen, and that was kind of it. <laughs> and I like, left it for about five minutes. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's not loading up, is it? It's not, it's not going to load up where I need to be going. So uh, I had to do a, a hard reset of the game where it, it promptly told me that the game wasn't responding. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then, again, I had to reload at the place, and I'm thinking, shit, what if I'm in a, stuck in an internal loop of not being able to load... And and sometimes it does take a long time to load up an area. Do you know what I mean? It does take, you know, sometimes up to a minute. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So I'm not always surprised, you know, when it takes a while to load up somewhere. <laughs> I see what you... Uh, I know, it's good. Uh, but... You're playing on the, what, Xbox One? Yes. What is the quick save button? Is there a quick save button or do you have to hit start and then do the quick save that way? You press start and I... See, because that's messed up, man. You should have, because on the PC it's F5, and I'm just constantly mashing that quick save. But so it's, it's really quick. To be fair, it is really quick. Good. It is yeah, and, and to be honest, because I'm playing with a controller, I obviously don't have yeah. that benefit either. Yeah, well, y'all aren't so. as good as me. Yeah. Well, so I'm literally just true. going start yeah. A, start A, and it's it's quick. It takes a second to go into that start A menu. Don't single it? button quick save. I, it doesn't matter. I'm a hunger strike to demand that y'all get a single button quick save. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah good luck with that. As soon as I finish this cookie. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I did uh, get my first kind of really cool weapon this week, what I'd consider really cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which was the shish kebab. Mm-hmm. Have you got, have you got this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all right, because I haven't, up to now, I haven't really been using melee as a primary. Melee. As soon as I got the shish kebab, I sold it. Did you? Did you? I found it pretty good. And then the nice thing about it is, you don't have to get like ammo for it. You know, you can just That's, keep whacking shit. But and it, I have a ten millimeter pistol that has in, that does incendiary bullets. You don't have to find incendiary bullets. It uses regular ten millimeter bullets, but it sets people on fire, and it's awesome. Well, the shish kebab does that same yeah. thing too. If you hit them enough of times, they suddenly start set on fire, which but, is kind of everybody knows. Deathclaw, I ain't trying to get up close to them, kissy kissy. Hey, Mister Deathclaw, let me give you a hug. Ha ha. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest issue uh, with the shish kebab because you do have to get up close and personal. So you need fairly substantial armor for it to work out okay. Everybody yep. knows fire is fantastic. Yeah, fire is fire. good. Um, fire. fire, but it. But again, it, it's part of a quest that I didn't do. 
So I actually didn't do the quest, but I came. Cool. <laughs> fire! 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 <laughs> I I randomly came across the the Sogus Ironworks. I think that's how you pronounce it. Dude, that's a good quest. Yeah, I didn't do the quest. Well, I did the quest. I ended the quest, but I didn't start it. If you know what that's I mean. That's fine. You can make it happen afterwards. It did, and it worked. Yeah. Um, but what was kind of funny about it was, I came literally just before I came there, I found some power armor in an abandoned light trailer at the side of the Dude. road. Yeah. So I jumped in the power armor. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it had, you know, it was like fully, like everything was fine on it. You know, there wasn't any damage to it. Because sometimes you get you power know, Duke, armor. And there's you know, Duke, like, fully uh, yeah, everything was fine. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there was no jump on garbage. Yeah, exactly. So there was no damage. Uh, and then I came across the Sargus Ironworks where freaking every other person had a flamer. Yeah. Right? And I'm thinking, shit Hello. Me. I know, yeah, shit me. I am glad that I've got the power armor on and it just did the business. And I had at that point about 48 stim packs, so there was no major yeah. issue really. Take that, 48 so. stim packs. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, did. I, I had a few. If I dip below 100, I feel like I'm naked. I know, yeah. Really? I oh, did, my God. Uh, I did um I did use a few of those obviously because there's a lot of people with flamers and and luckily the power armor did its job. Uh and you get a, a a really cool upgrade to the power armor as well so I'd definitely recommend making your way there but it is tough to get to the the end of that quest. Uh there's some tough enemies and stuff going yeah. on so but you do get the, the it's like it's a very cool looking weapon. It's a bit like a um it's like a katana with flames coming out of the side, and it also does electrocution damage as well. Yeah, so it's it's, it's a very cool look. It's it's a cool weapon uh, just to have, you know, in front of you because it just looks cool. Uh, and I also saw I was watching a video of someone doing some stuff in Fallout 4, and they had the weirdest looking weapon I've seen in the game, which was like a Deathclaw claw. Have you seen this? Yeah, I have no it's idea. In Fallout 3. Yeah, so they they were using that and yeah, hitting everybody with that. So there you go. So yeah, but apart from that, um, yeah, I'm still enjoying the game. I'm like I've said, I'm a I'm a good way into the story now. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, I've taken a different path to Duke. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to chat about when we do the spoiler. Yeah, my new spoiler show. Uh, so yes, I'm I'm doing other stuff to or or stuff other to what Duke did. In the game, which is uh, Fallout 4, I guess that's how it works. Um, yeah, what about you, Chini, on Fallout 4? What have you done new? Anything? Uh, I've done stuff. Like what? Uh, yeah. What? Like what? So yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, where am I? Yeah, 30, uh, 24 hours in, so roughly a day in. I. Yeah, story checks out. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's why he's an English teacher. That's, you have to work out the math. So yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been doing uh, just some quests here and there. I've got to Diamond City, done that, and um, now here's the very important question: Did you find some green paint for the dude in Diamond City? Yes. Sweet. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, I did not do that. Well, by then the you way, you suck, and I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I almost painted on the thing blue. Just, just for fun, but no, I didn't. I, I, uh, you like to play with fire, man. You, I mean, I know you had the shish kebab stew, but Chinny's a madman. Madman. Uh, anyway, I did a few things around there, and then I, um, I came across 
the swan. Yeah. Oh yeah, the swan. Scary. And I uh, killed the swan. Take Did you kill the swan? swan? Wow. Well done you. There is uh, a very easy way to kill the swan. What's that? What's that? Hit it with a shish kebab. There is a <laughs> underground metro tunnel on the corner of the park. There is. That's true. Just hide in there and he can't get in. Yeah, but how does that kill him? Yeah, but you just shoot him. I would imagine you would be firing projectiles out of that little... Yeah. Oh, you mean just the steps bit oh, going down? You shoot yeah. at him while you're hiding. Yeah. Uh, I see. So <laughs> that tip was given to me by uh, Chris Carter from Boyd Games, so he gave me that one. Uh, thank you, thank you. So yeah, the the so I did the the follow the freedom trail. This is the thing that I want to talk about. Um, yes. So I did that quest, or actually, no, wait, no, I didn't because I followed the trail, and then it brought yep. me to like the the house, like this house thing. And it yes. wasn't the trail didn't finish, but old North a, Church. Yeah, it's a church. Not no, a house. no, 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 no. There are houses along the way. Yes, yeah. the very first house that you come. You across. didn't find yes. the right path. Yeah, you the didn't. Very, the, the, yeah, there's one like shush, a museum. A museum. <laughs> shut a museum. up. Shut up. <laughs> right. The very first house that I haven't done the quest yet, so shut up. Okay. 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 The very first house I came along, I was like, oh, does it want me to go in here? I'll go in here. So I went in that building. And it's like not far from the swan. So I went in. And there's a few murlocs and raiders. There's some raiders and then some murlocs and so on. And just did did that. No problem. Uh, And then there was uh, a big pit that you can drop down into. Do you know what I'm talking about, Duke? I didn't go in here, so I don't. Duke, have you been here? I don't think so. So... I dropped down into this pit, and this this Sweet. Sort of pretty big rad scorpion thing comes out. Pretty big, pretty big, right? And a lot of dancing around. Like a bit of bit of a bit of a Benny Hill thing. It probably sounded like this when you were dancing around. It was. So I I I yeah I did did that. Um, killed that, and then there's some double doors, and you have to sort of basically activate this terminal around the corner, then some corridors to open the double doors. So I killed that Rad Scorpion. He was pretty tough. I died a few times, killed him. Went around this corner, and there was a legendary Murloc that transformed. And by this time, you know, that, that fight with that Rad Scorpion was pretty big, right? So yeah. legendary Murloc, I was like, oh my god, like... And you probably had shit all left, well, I, did you know? I've I'm got a... about 60-odd stem packs. Stem packs. Yeah, yeah, so you're all right. I'm all right, and I've, I've got like plenty of... Like, I, I cook a lot. I cook a lot in the game. So <laughs> what are you cooking? Crystal meth? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, the, I did... So I, I, the legendary school Brad Murloc thing came at me, and I, I, I eventually got it, no problem. And I went to this terminal thing, and I'm like, bloody hell, this, this has been a really... But, but, by the way, this dungeon has took me... About two hours, you know, I'm glossing over it, but it's taken me about oh, two yeah. hours just to get through this this part. And I'm like, well, you know, um, I got some loot from that legendary and that Rad Scorpion thing. That must have been the uh, the thing, the reason why I come down to here. Great, no problem. And I activate the double doors, drop back Shh. down to the pit, <laughs> and then a queen motherfucking thing came out. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. So, wait a minute. How did you get out of the place to drop back down into it again? It's like, it's weird. It's basically like a square court. Um, it's like an right. old office building. And it's a square court. It's got like a little puddle in the middle. And um, like this little scorpion came out first. And then you go around some tunnels and it, it brings you back to a computer. And then you can drop back down to go through these double doors uh, in, the, in the court. The, the court, the, these double doors are locked. And you have to kill that rad scorpion, kill that legendary murloc. Yeah, open yeah, up yeah. the doors from a computer and then yeah. when you drop back down again the queen comes out and just goes like that and when you're, uh, when you're trying to hack the computer terminal does it sound like this <laughs> it does sound just like that yeah exactly like that yeah um so, the artist. so then this this queen was just way stronger than anything i've ever fought before and it was shooting acid at my face and just giving me loads of shit just wouldn't leave me alone uh, and then the only room you can hide in has uh, a lot of radiation in it like 10 plus radiation so you have to make sure that you're on rad x uh and use lots of rad away and lots of stem packs and it keeps firing out little little bugs at you so you have to use... I bet you were wishing at this point you had power armor well, on. At the, at the, no, at this point I was just thinking I didn't even need to be in this building. I only wondered. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Just because you I was didn't. curious of what was in there, and now I've got all this queen fighting me and everything. And then I kill that thing, and then there was loads of raiders round the corner in this building. Uh, there was a legendary raider with some armor and stuff. You know, it just wouldn't leave me alone, and I, I was so glad to get out of there. So I, got a, I did that on Thursday, but I had to... So what, what was the coolest loot you got then after all that stuff? I got some Queen Murloc meat. Right, and what do you do with that you then? You cook it, and it gives you like really good health and stuff. Huh. And, and it gives you like, so does, damage resistance it, and... Uh, and. So Yeah, I was going to say, if you cook any legendary stuff, is there any like permanent stats that you get off it? I don't think there's then? any permanent stats, but it's just, it just it's really good. Like it, it gives you a lot of damage resistance or action point resets. It's like tasty. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it gets rid of radiation and it helps you, it heals you a lot and stuff like that. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's just really good meat. Uh, yeah, I need to go and cook more shit up, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm doing it, but then I forget to do it. Do you know what I mean? I've got tons of meat off all sorts of shitty meat, you know. In you need to train yourself. Infantry. When you see that cooking pit, you go, I know, cook. yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to cook some shit. This needs to happen. Yeah, I need to do that more often. Yeah. Do you um do do you sort of sell a lot of stuff, you two? Do you sell a lot of weapons? Constantly selling stuff. I'm all the time selling things. I can't no, my feet without selling stuff. You see, I'm terrible, me. I I hoard everything, right? So what I've ended up doing, even though I don't want to do any sort of uh, base building, I've Did built you get a the very supply line set up. Oh yeah, uh, no, I have bollocks. No, what? I just look, look. Then you're all I've done more is... difficult. Look, I know it's annoying, but uh, seriously, Chinny, have you done the supply lines? I don't, I don't know how to do it. You have to send someone. All right, here's, let to, me explain uh, real quick. Uh, all right, first of all, you get the perk under charisma where you're like a town leader or whatever it is, the leadership perk, and okay. then you go. You're you're in the build mode, right? You've held down the button or you've gone to the workbench and activated build mode. You go to one of your settlers and you. It's Q on the the keyboard on the PC, but I don't know what it would be on your gamepad. But anyway, you just say, "Hey, look, you're going to be a supply line." And if you connect everybody to one network, or, you know, one hub s- settlement, that's great. Or else you can just do this settlement to that settlement, that settlement to that settlement, and then anywhere you go, you have access to all your stuff. It's awesome. Which will be great, right? 
But I, I've literally built one shack and a cupboard to stick all my stuff in, and that's it. I ain't got no fucking settlements. I've got nothing. I've got one shack. Well, that's fine. That's it. I don't blame you. Well, I can't have a supply line from one shack to nowhere. Well, I'm just saying, though, if you if you build other settlements, then uh, you can set up different places and you can build stuff. It's uh, whatever. I guess it doesn't matter if you're not interested in building. But It does not matter. But the, the only thing I would say as well, though, by the way, I have now got master unlocking. I've master got master of unlocking. Well, you, you did that in uh, um, Oblivion, didn't you? Oh yeah, no! In Oblivion, I ended Shit. up with the unbreakable, unbreakable lockpick. Well, you can, do, I've you can do that on this guy. Kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. But you've got to get. I think it's level thirty-eight or something like that before you can get oh, that. Okay. So I've got a ways to go. But I'm at the, obviously the next to that level. And I'll be honest, I've been kind of disappointed so far with the master locking stuff. I've not got anything really cool. I got the cryolator. I went back oh, to vault. Yeah, I went back and picked the lock on that, which took no time at all. Um, so I've got that. It's all right. I'm not. I'm not massively impressed with it. It's okay. Yeah. You know, the the lower level enemies are kind of funny because they just freeze and die. Yeah. Um, but any sort of yeah, any sort of big enemies, you've got to shoot them about you know ten, fifteen times, and the ammo for it's very scarce. So it's not kind of the best of weapons, really. Um, yeah, I'm liking the shishki bomb. I'm just going around this and shit with that. So oh, I, do, I very rarely do any melee stuff. Nope. Yeah, well, I didn't up until getting that, and now I'm putting all my, you know, all my leveling up points into strength now, so that I can deal more damage with well, did that. Did you, did you kill the swan thing? No, I haven't done that yet, but I bet I could. But like, because <laughs> uh, when you kill the swan, you get this like wicked sort of claw fist hammer thing. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm wondering if that's the thing I saw. That looks like a death claw arm. Yeah. Awesome. Ah, that's maybe that's where that came maybe. from. But I, I sold it because it was worth quite a lot of money. Yeah, stuff like that is. But yeah, no, I haven't been... But the, the biggest benefit, like I said to Duke earlier, of, of using melee weapons is is that you don't have to get ammo for them and they don't they don't seem to deteriorate very quickly. But the problem with melee, though, that I think, is like you have to, they have to be close to you to, to do anything. Yeah, yeah, I just run, the, I just run up to them yeah, really fast and then just start hitting them. doing that, though. Yeah, but my armor's pretty high at the moment. Yeah, so. but I'm yeah, better than you. That's not a good idea, dude. I can, I can, I've been killing Brotherhood of Steel in power armor with it uh, you know what i mean so and that's fine by me you know what i mean but i am losing a lot of health whilst doing it but you know four or five hits they're dead you know so, what i mean so it's 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 just getting contact if you you, play, however yeah. you want to play there's no right or wrong way to play. i've kind of enjoyed it though it's kind of fun just getting up close and personal just especially when like i say when they set on fire it is kind of funny you know what I mean? It's not rolling around on the guys, floor. dude. That's that's sick. Well, uh, I don't know the raiders and stuff, man. I don't give two shits about them. I'm just guys. playing. I'm just playing. But yeah, the overall though, I'm still enjoying the story. So, I, so. What, so just to talk about some of the stuff that, are, like on the perks, what have you been leveling? Like, I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, the the perk where you get an all, non-automatic rifles, you increase the damage. So yeah. things like sniper oh, yeah. rifles, hunter. That is a wicked upgrade. To, to, to get about two or three stars on that is really beneficial, I think. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I did I did that with pistols at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I did that with pistols. I don't use that many pistols to do that. Yeah, and now I'm putting it into, um, obviously, the, the melee weapons now. So I'm doing that. So that's added. And I've also put quite a bit into damage resistance. You know, the damage resistance one. So I, and obviously leveling up your health. So I've yeah. been kind of making myself... How hard, you know what I mean, and and harder to kill. I'm just trying to think what some of them are. There's there's some of them that I have no interest in. Um, 
And then there's some that are like, I, I often think, should I be, you know, the the, the, the top line on the perks line? On the, yeah. You know, where you just upgrade that. I, I think I need to upgrade my, um, yeah, I, I think I need to upgrade my uh, perception more. Yeah, that's a good one. Because yeah. I'm, I'm really bad. I wish I had better perception and better endurance. Yeah, well, perception is the one that uh, makes your VATs better, isn't it? It yeah. makes it more accurate. And I use VATs yeah. constantly. Yeah, I put it into that quite a lot. I put a lot of, like, endurance is full. So as full as, but I've got all the stars in endurance, and I'm about three quarters of the way in strength. So I mean, so I can carry more shit. I can carry, I can carry without any enhancements now. About two hundred ninety, I think it is. I am a strong man. Yeah, two ninety, which is helpful because. Strong, like, by the way. Oh yeah, strong's kind of funny. I've not really used him. He's he's back at the rocket place. It's me and pipes. It's, just, it's me and pipes, yeah, yeah. baby. Orange is the new black. Let's sell your underpants. <laughs> Brilliant! <Well. laughs> uh, I, I just, I've just Piper. got. Is it Piper or something? Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. She's awesome. I'm working. I've just got she's Nick Valentine. I try to romance. It's like, oh, uh, we should just be friends. I'm like, ah, it's middle school all over again. Oh no! Zone. Guys, call. Uh, so, who have you got with you, Chinny? Now, are you still on on dog meat, just, or have you got someone I, else? I feel like. I'm missing out on not having a companion because I have dog meat, yeah. And my brother, by the way, has has put three days into this game. Wow. And um, he's he's on it now. He's he's constantly on it. And he was showing me his his game and he's got loads of stuff done. And he hasn't even come across that many super mutants. And I couldn't believe that. I was like, really? It's every other step. Yeah. And I was like, he was like, oh, I haven't seen one of these before, like a meat bag. I'm like, really? Like, Super mutants. Well, I, I come across them really early on, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's he's been having companions with him, and well, there's some. There's a load that keep appearing outside a Diamond City entrance all the time, anyway. Yeah, well, don't they? across the road in that building. But no, I'm talking about the companions, and like he has, ah, he okay, has, he has okay. a lot with him, and like he has like different ones with him. He has like Cotsworth, and uh, he had Piper and um, Valentine and stuff, and. Uh, he's like he keeps swapping them, and he says, "Oh yeah, they're, they're way better than the dog because the dog's rubbish." So I haven't. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, well, the the sort of more peoply type companions they shoot and stuff. And what was really cool when I was doing the quest where I got the shish kebab, uh, I turned around and Nick Valentine had a flamer and he was just setting everybody on fire. And I'm like, that is cool. Where do they get their weapons from? He just pick him up. He just picked one up himself, and then he, he was just flaming everybody. Oh, that do, is do so you, cool. Do you think I should have a companion? And the people in the Twitch chat. Hello, Twitch chat. Do, you, do I they think, think I should fun. have a companion? Yes, I do. I think you should have something other than dog meat for a while and see how you go. Duke? It's fun. It's yeah. I would. Rec- I, I think it's interesting. the The problem, of course, the, the your companion's always judging what you do. So if you pick a lock, it'll say so and so either likes it or doesn't like. Yeah. It. If you you yeah. shoot somebody who doesn't really deserve it. Oh, so and so disapproved of that. Blah blah blah. Does that have a large yeah. impact though? Doesn't seem to. It's mm. only about whether you're going to, um, you know, try to become better friends with that person or whatever. I think. Yeah, I mean, Nick Valentine, he seems to disapprove of everything you do, and he's like some dodgy, you know, private detective. <laughs> I keep thinking, why is he disapproving of me doing that? You know, he's either done that. What's the matter with him? So, mm. yeah, he's kind of a funny companion. I like him though. He makes quips every now and again. I like Nick Nick Valentine. That's my. He's been my favorite. He's been with me most of the time, to be honest. 
And like I say, seeing him pick up a flamer and start burning everyone you to death was kind of... You must be through the story if you're only 30 hours and you're almost there. I don't know how almost there I am. I mean, Duke will know better than I do, but... but do you just do the story missions? Yeah. yeah, that's all I've done. I have done some side stuff. I have done some side mission stuff, but the vast majority of the stuff I'm doing is story stuff. Are you going to... when if, Say if you finish the story, are you going to carry on playing this game? Yes, probably. I mean, I am I am liking it, and I am enjoying just the environment and just exploring, you know, just finding stuff is is fun. You know, I went to do a mission, uh, and there's some, like, like, radar dishes and a load of super mutants. Okay. And, and that was just kind of fun. It was just interesting. And then I found another really cool lot of power armor. So I've got, like, three sets now stacked up at the rocket place uh, in various states of disrepair because, yeah. obviously, I just keep using them, and they just keep getting damaged big time. So yeah, I'm, I am enjoying it though. It's good. It's, there's a lot to explore, even though it's you know a much smaller map than a lot of you know recent RPGs. It, there's a lot in it, and that, that is true. There's a lot of stuff to do. Very very dense map. Yeah, it is. You know, above and underground. Do you know what I mean? There's just so much. I haven't to, even been underground yet. Oh, there's just so many areas underground to explore. There's there's just tons of them. Uh, not even had a look. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it is pretty cool, and like you say, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Duke. How far off the end of the story do you think I'm from where I've, you know, told you I am? Uh, I mean, it dep- it's hard to tell because there's several different times at which you, what you're referring to, could happen. We can't really talk about it without giving spoilers, but okay. But you're, I, you know, you're probably about two thirds of the way through at least. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, I'm colluding uh, with somebody now, and I'm doing missions yeah. for them, right? So that's that's where I'm up to, and this is kind of one of the final... Well, I don't know whether it's the final one, but I, I would have guessed it is before something happens. So, yeah. I, I met the Brotherhood of Steel, and they said, oh, do you want to join me? And I said, nah, not yet, because you're lame. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The Brotherhood of Steel are boring, aren't they? Yes, they are. Do you agree, do, do you think? Honestly, do you think they're I, just... I think that they're... I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily boring for me, but I think that they are... They're not, they're not the good guys that I wanted to side with. Yeah. Well, that's 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 one of the more interesting things about this game, I think, compared to, you know, other Bethesda games, is there is a lot of, even though the the choices are fairly binary, you know, in the game, there's not a lot of sort of, there's not a lot of choices where you're not really sure what's going to happen as a result of your choice. That's true. But I've. I think the story itself is a, is a lot a lot more grey. You know, you don't really... At, so at the moment I'm out in the story now, I'm just like... I'm a bit like... I'm not really sure who who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. Trust. Yeah, yeah. So so I've definitely got to that point in the game. Yes. Where I'm like, yeah. So it's doing a good job of that, I must admit. You know, a lot of indecision. You know, I've been doing stuff in the game. I'm like, oh, I don't know whether this is the right thing to do or not, really. So yeah, it's good. He's got a heartbreaking good. decision to make about whether his best friend lives or dies. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that sort of stuff. So it's it's very good in that respect. I yes. must admit. Very good. Here's a question. Very good. Um, how long do you think we're going to be talking about this game and on this show? I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think we need to get to the end of time. Oh, I, yeah. I got I got another question for Duke. Do you think this is going to replace Skyrim for you? No. 
And here's why. It's because, as I've said before, there's something about the Fallout games. I mean, as beautiful as they are, I've done like multiple playthroughs of both Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, but I don't have as much... Like, it, the Fallout world puts me on edge in a way that the Skyrim world does not. I can't really explain it, because in both games you end up really pretty overpowered. Um, but... I don't know. It feels like the Fallout world is like nasty and hostile. And it, it is like, grim. It's ridiculous that I say that because the the Skyrim world is nasty and hostile. But I guess the difference for me is that the Skyrim world has a lot of like fields and you can watch a sunrise and it doesn't have rusted out buildings blocking the way. You know? Yeah, the Aurora Borealis at night. Yeah, and... I find that stupid. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I mean is that it's, it's a naturally pretty world. Whereas yeah. the Fallout world is deliberately post-apocalyptic so i just like being in the skyrim world more and you know who knows like i say that maybe i will get into fall it's hard to say obviously but you know my instinct is to say no yeah i would kind of agree now that, it's a grim place to be yeah that said i do think that there's the the story in this game rewards multiple playthroughs but i had an idea because as we all know, one of the annoying things about multiple playthroughs, especially about games like this, is, okay, yeah, you can do the main story different ways. You know, like in Fallout 3, you could either blow up Megaton or not. So if you had one game playthrough where you were a good guy and then another playthrough where you were a bad guy, you could obviously follow that in two different ways. But the side quests are always the same, right? And you can choose. Yeah. Some of them allow you to be a good guy or a bad guy, but most of the time they're just, you can either find, help me find my dog or not. You can help me... You know, yeah. You know, well, it was either like you can either kill everybody in this building or not kill everyone. Yeah, in this right, building. exactly. So, what I was thinking is it would be interesting if when you start playing the game for the first time, what if Bethesda asked you, are you planning on playing this once? Or are you planning on playing it several times? And if you're planning on playing it several times, maybe they only put half of the side quests in front of you during your first playthrough. And that way, when you play it the second time, you have a bunch of different side quests waiting. I think that would be very interesting. That would be cool. Now, yeah, because it'd be... You could choose yeah. not to do some of the side quests, obviously, on your first playthrough, but no, you know, nobody does that. That's silly. So, I yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd only do a few, so I nearly don't do yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't know. But the other thing I would notice that is that they're doing here what Skyrim did. So in Skyrim, when you go, for instance, to fight you know, in Catacombs, You'll have they'll start you off with regular Draugr, and then eventually you'll get Restless Draugr, and then you'll get Draugr Whites, and then you'll get Draugr, um, you know, Death Lords or whatever it is, right? And then you know they'll have legendary Death Lords, and they'll just keep upping it. But instead of having the Draugrs be more dangerous, they'll just put different kinds of Draugr, which are basically the same thing but more dangerous in your path. Well, with Fallout 4, you know, they'll have Raider veteran, they'll have raiders, then they'll have raider scavers, and then they'll have raider veterans, and then they'll have like legendary, right? And I'm getting to a level where it's like every encounter I have, I know there's going to be a legendary monster in there, and some usually there's more than one. So it's yeah. interesting because is, it, is it feeling any difficult, any more difficult as a result of that? Not though? really. I mean, that's the thing is that I get better weapons, I get better skills, and then they up the kinds of monsters that you get as a result. So you know, it generally feels about the same kind of difficulty. Although my vats and my accuracy and my weaponry is just so good, I've got such a good system. When I'm at a distance, I've got my. If I have a, a super distance, I have a sniper rifle that will track the targets. So if I'm, you know, coming on an area for the first time, I just do a sweep, and sometimes I'll see people, sometimes I won't. But once I spot someone with that sniper rifle, it's like 
I can see where they're at and it'll track them for me. It'll be a little red dot or, you know, not just a red dot, but a red diamond on the HUD, on the compass. And that way, huh. I where they are all, all time. So it's a bit like Far Cry. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, my, my brother's got that sniper rifle. I saw him use it. It's a very nice rifle. I, I don't remember where I got it. It was pretty much just killed a guy and found it. I was like, ooh, that's even nicer than the sniper rifle I have been using. And I had night vision for a while, but then I was like, nah, this isn't working for me. I'm going to get rid of the night rifle. Night vision. Yeah, I must admit, I don't, I don't find this world as kind of... Somehow, I don't know why, I don't find it as scary as the Fallout 3 world. No, I agree with you. I think it's less intimidating in that sense, and it's less, you know, gruesome and nasty. So, uh, maybe I'll be... You know what I would like, though? Here's the thing. I think that, you know, Fallout 3 had the promise of, we're going to have water, and we're going to change the world... It would be nice if you put the water into the world and then it actually did grow back, kind of like the Oasis area. I think that would be really cool in a future Fallout game if you could, you know, not only rebuild settlements, but also, yeah, get the natural world looking better again. And maybe you do something where you can haul out this toxic waste that's in this one swamp or whatever, and you can revitalize the swamp. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Right, that's no Fallout at all. No, no yeah. more. Yeah, something else, Chinny? Yeah, what else? Uh, no, no. Is it up? I, I haven't played anything else. Okay. Yeah, I'll. I've played some other stuff, so I'll talk about those, Who's and then we'll come. Talk to... about the other things that he played. Uh, yes, I've I've been playing more Tales from the Borderlands. So I've been slowly. I'm in. I'm sort of nearly at the end of episode three of that. I have that game. How many? Seventeen. Uh, five. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, out of five. Yeah. And it is very, very, very good. Yes. I'm I'm amazed at how good this game is. Because... Are you? I'm, yeah, well, let's Are be honest. You, though? I am. I am, because I, you? I am. I am. I am. I Should am totally grown. So that all the people who love the Borderlands Telltale game will be like, ooh, Stu's cool. No, but listen, though. Listen. listen. Though. Let's be honest. I'm listening. Borderlands as a game has shit to no story, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Is what? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. It has basically no story. <laughs> yes, you're right. It does. So I was going to ask a joke and say, oh, "Do I have to have played the first two Borderlands games in order to really appreciate the depth of characterization?" But you beat me to it, so there's no point in making that joke. There is no point because there is no, there is nothing. Nope. There is nothing. Um, Go find the vault. But, but, yeah, but from those. Very burst scraps of a world that they built in Borderlands. They've they've made actually Telltale have made a really cool story. Sorry, like uh, burr? Is that what you mean when you say burr scraps? Yes, like just like that, yeah. just like that. But yeah, they've made a very cool story with cool characters, um, really good voice acting, really good dialogue. It's almost and Telltale just, can make its story out of anything. It is. It is even Minecraft. <laughs> even yeah, exactly. Minecraft. Uh, so, oh, well, except Proteus, they couldn't do. If they did Telltale Presents Proteus, oh, I don't know. <laughs> they'd still be like, ah, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No. They might be able to pull it Maybe off. Maybe they could set up a, a scene where in Proteus they run to the side instead of running in the direction that the oh, ship is going. That would be insane. Yeah, only people Man. that have watched Proteus really know what we're talking about. But the, 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 basically, the takeaway is it, up from it all is that the movie is absolute turd. The movie? The movie? Proteus. It's a game. It's a game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing Not the forever. Game. Eh. Here. You can do a movie podcast another time. 
Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, so Tales from the Borderlands, definite recommendation. If you see it on sale or not, just just pick it up. It's well Check worth it. Check that out, yo. Check that thing out. It's very, very good. Um, uh, Shadow Complex Enhanced Edition was free this week. First time uh, on the PC. Yeah, and it's free. Free. So go and download it. Um, it's not aged well, that game. free, no charge. Why is it not aged well? I don't know. It just It's weird, right? Because I put it on, and I was like, wow. You, you know, you can really tell this is a 360 game. Yeah, but the graphics think, wasn't good when it came out. No, I get that. I do get that. But you know when you feel like you're so used to what we get now? When you do see something that old, and even enhanced, you know, they've tried to hd it and stuff. It's... It's like scenes wow. though. Are you talking about like the actual? Well, both really. Get you know, game uncle. I don't scenes. believe you. I refuse to believe it's you. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. But it's like you know, it feels old. I don't think you heard me. <laughs> you don't believe me. Well, look, it, it just feels old. And and it's funny hearing Nolan North. You know, because obviously he voices the main character in this. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting as well hearing it. But no, do you know what though? It's still a great game. It's a wicked game. It is a wicked game. It is. I'm just saying it just oh, feels old. Great game. But it's a wicked game. So there you go. So yeah, and it is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, but I don't know when, and they haven't given me That's Ice Cube's wicked. Yeah. And they haven't given any pricing structure. Um... But it is coming, apparently, so uh, watch this space, I guess. Have you played Shadow Complex before? I have. Why are you playing it again? Fumu's just said, why are you playing it again, you fucking idiot? Because it's free. I fucking hate you. That was Fumu's words, not me. Wow, Fumu, why are you so hostile? It's the the enhanced edition, and it was free. It was free. It was free. I never played I never finished it. I never finished it the first time around. Um, Now you're going to finish it. I might, well, maybe. Probably not. Step Probably J not. said that his wife and himself bonded over Shadow Complex. Oh. I bet they did. Oh, hey. yeah. how, do con- wow. how do you concentrate on playing when you're doing that? I don't know. Uh, you don't know. Yeah, know it. Where, where was his joystick? Uh, and anyway. said she 100%ed it. Tw- okay, that's not very like, sexy. Like with the, but, yeah, no, the Xbox gamepad, there wouldn't be a, like not like a joystick really. It would be thumbsticks. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, it's not, true. It's not really sexy yeah. to be honest. Huh, I'm fault to be that way. Anyway, uh, anyway, the uh, other game I played this week is a new game. Oh my god, you go through these games. I just load up the thing on the thing <gasps> on the Twitch. <gasps> The video well, there's not much. What else can I say about Shadow Complex? Oh, what do you want me to game. say? You give me like three words. Shadow Complex. Oh, it's good. Next game. I'm like fucking hell. What else can I say about it? People know it's old. Christ. It's an old game. Uh, but it was the only thing I would mention, I guess, is it was a 360 exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah. So you know, if you never had a 360, yeah, you've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. If you never had a 360, now's your time to play it on the PCs. So well, you can play what, it been, what else have you been playing then? Uh, I've been playing, and gonna move on. It's a very long title. Uh, it was called uh, Doctor Langskov, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald: A Whirlwind Heist. Piece of <laughs> It's not. It's you played God. Did you play Look at it? This. It was great. It was great. It reminded me, right? I'll be honest, right? When I played through it, I laughed a lot, 
And it reminded me of the demo for the Stanley Parable Except rather than... The demo for the Stanley Parable was funny. This is funny. This was funny. For a second. I need to find something. I'm going on mute. It was funny. Uh, uh, it's from the makers, obviously, of the Stanley Parable. It's free and it lasts for about 20 minutes. And it has Simon Anstill is doing the voiceover. Oh, yeah, he's funny. It was very funny. I, Duke maybe doesn't get him as a comedian, but I thought he was very funny. And he's, again, really well written. It was, for me, easily as, as good as the, the demo for the Stanley Parable. And although I did enjoy the full game as well, I felt it, the, the demo was better. And it was just funny. So it's, is this it, a full I, game? This, this... Um, <laughs> game is a bit of a stretch. You made a very funny noise last year. Yeah, because you can't really describe this as a game. As such, no, nope. it's not. Whenever no. you say I can't describe this as a game about a game, I don't want to play it. <laughs> it's not a game. Uh, it's, it's an interactive. It's an interactive experience. That's just kind of yeah. When it's fun. interactive. There's like six buttons you push. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but well, right. I accept that because I know what to expect. That's what this. I knew that's what this was gonna be. Uh, there are some interesting stuff you can pick up and read as you're going through the through the experience. I'll say you can pick up and read. I agree with that. And they do fill in some say, some interesting the interesting stuff. thing. That's the part I must. Uh, but I'll, I don't want to give too many spoilers for this. For not giving spoilers, let me give you my review in the form of an interview that David Foster Wallace once gave about what he learned when he became a professor after having been a student for so many years. A lot of it is that when you see students work where the point, um, whether it's stated or not, is basically that they're clever. And to try to articulate to the students how empty and frustrating it is for a reader to invest their time and attention in something and to feel that the agenda is basically to show you that the writer's clever. Mm-hmm. All That's it. That's all this is. Like, look how clever we are. Look how clever we are. But you know what? The, 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 the part of Portal 1 where you go behind the scenes is a lot more enjoyable than this, which is the same, basically the same concept. And, you know, we're never going to agree on these types of games or experiences, I guess. Wrong, that's what... Um, weirdly, right. weirdly, you still like the demo for the Stanley Parable. Yes. Uh, which is similar to this. Eh. It, is, it is similar to this. And I don't know. There, there is, you know, there's a guy in it now picking up post-it notes. I don't know what they have to do with it. <laughs> oh, post-it notes! Believe it, Jenny. I go. Oh my god! I bet you weren't expecting that. What a hoot! Um, but no, it's clever. It's clever. That's all I'll say. Clever. And I, it is clever, it's and clever, I kind of yeah. enjoy it for what it is. For what it is, and it's free. You can't complain too much when well, it's it free. It was worth every penny. It was worth every penny of the freeness. Um. But yeah, no, I like it. I don't know what this guy's going to do next as full games go because this seems to be a shtick, just doing these really weird experiences. Nah, I'm sure he's not a one-note man. I'm sure he's got loads yeah, of Yeah, British notes. comedians as voiceover people. But Simon Anstill is, is excellent as doing doing the voiceover. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's worth playing just for that, really. Oh yeah, and and there is there is that it's not to the level of the Stanley Parable, but there is different results when you don't do what they tell you what he tells you to do. So there is that that in there as well. So yeah, there there are some interesting uh, things happen if you if you do the opposite to what he asks you to do. Yes, uh, but it's good anyway. That's kind of it for me. Uh, so we'll come back to Duke now. Yeah, I played some Fallout Four, which I want to talk about a little bit. Just yeah, kidding. yeah. 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 I finished Mushroom Eleven. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yes! I'll tell you, it's been since Super Meat Boy that I've felt this good about finishing a, a game. Because, God, Mushroom 11 is so hard in certain spots. It's hard to express just how difficult it is. And again, as I've said last, you know, I've said before, um, it's it's not just that it gets hard; it's that the, some of the puzzles are stupid. They're badly designed. So that's you know, but but whatever. Like if you look at you know, we, there are seven chapters. There's probably like twenty puzzles in each of the chapters, and of those, I'd say maybe there's like ten. So what's that? Twenty times seven is what? One hundred and forty puzzles. I think it's so, this many. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's like a few that are badly designed, and the rest are like pretty decent. Like some of them are meh, but some most of them are pretty decent. And it's like, you know, it's that thing of okay, you know what? It's tough, but I know I can do this. And it also does this thing where the last thing you do in the game is not the most difficult thing in the game, which I really like. I think it's good to have some ebb and flow in the difficulty because some games it's just like everything's harder than what came before it. And I like it when they give you a little bit of up and down when it comes to that sort of thing. So I just can't say enough good things about Mushroom 11. The music's great. As we've said, the music was done by Future Sound of London and it shows and the game mechanics are frustrating at times, but they're really generally good. And I, I love the innovative you know, notions. Like this is a game where when people talk about, oh, they're doing something different. This is a game where, yes, they're doing something different, but it really it's polished and it pays off. It's not just different for the sake of different. Yeah, which is always It looks cool. really fucking frustrating. It is really frustrating. <laughs> um, Fumu actually uh, is playing this right now, and he, I think, had quit at Chapter 5 because there's a really difficult part in Chapter 5. And he had quit, and I think maybe when I you know, went into it, he was like, oh, I'll give it another try. And he's like, ah, this game sucks. And I'm like, I know it's frustrating. You can do it, man. But... Yeah, there were there were a couple of times when I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this because because I remember your problem was that some of the levels relied on just luck. Yeah, exactly. So how and did you overcome that? Did, is there a lot of those sorts of levels? No, like I said, like of the ten that are badly designed, it's probably just five that rely on luck. And you know, you just keep at it, and eventually you'll get it. Like, I wish I had some secret to getting through those levels, but it really is just... You know, that's the thing, is that, like, even the ones that are badly designed that don't rely on luck, it's still just a matter of, like, okay, just do it again, and you'll get it, and do it again, and you'll get it, do it again, and you'll get it. Like, there's one where, you know, one of the things you have to do in this game at certain points is... This one wasn't badly designed, but it's an example of what I'm talking about. You have to... It'll only cling to certain parts of the world, and so one of the things that it'll put in front of you are these little, like rivets that stick out from the wall not left and right or up and down but sort of 3d right so they recede into the wall and then your mushroom goes right past but when they poke out of the wall you can wrap your mushroom around them right so one board where they go in sequence and there's like a series of them in like this s-shaped pattern up the wall and you have to basically sculpt your mushroom to each one and keep going because they are coming out of the wall and then you wrap around them and then they'll go away and coming out and going away but one next to each other so they'll be out for like 10 seconds each so it's just you know and i i'd get halfway up and then you know i'd manage to lose out and then i'd be like no and it's falling down 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 you're like no but i the whole time i was playing it i was like i can do this i can do this i can do this ah i messed up i can do this i can do ah, i messed up i can do this and eventually you do it you know so yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it is it is our trial and error, though, isn't it, with these types of games a lot of the time. Yeah. Would you recommend the game, Duke? I'd definitely recommend. Big thumbs up. Very weird, very frustrating, of course, but, you know, it's it's very satisfying, so... It, re- it really doesn't look like a mushroom, though. I've I say. It's mycelium running is the thing. Yeah, it really doesn't look like That's right, she says. Anyway, um, speaking of Fumu, he gifted me a game called Hex Cells, which I may have talked about before, but if not, I will talk about it now. Hex Cells is, I guess it's a puzzle game. It's basically Minesweeper, but with a twist. Because, with a twist. Uh, because the way hex cells works is, you know, Minesweeper has a square grid. Hex cells is, as you can imagine, a hexagonal grid. So you'll get, you know, uh, a gray number one in the middle of the screen. And then there's a bunch of hexagons that radiate off of that one. And you have to figure out which one of those has the blue. You're going to click it blue. And then that'll be basically your mine that you identify. And... It's it's not based on guessing though. It's all logic. So you know if you have a you know a string of these hexagons and in the far end it says one, you know the one next to it is going to be the blue dot. So you can indicate that's the blue dot, and then you know using logic you figure out okay here's where the other ones are going to be, and eventually they add new wrinkles in where there's a number above a row or above a column, and it'll say okay three, and that way you know there's three in that column. Um, yeah, so there it is on the screen. It's it's really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. It and definitely looks like Minesweeper. I mean, it it's, is. It is Minesweeper. That's the thing. It's exactly like Minesweeper. But the nice thing about it is, it's it's got enough different. It's not just Minesweeper. It is Minesweeper with a lot more interesting twists, and um, the aesthetics are really good. Like it's the sound is great. The gameplay is good. It's using the Unity engine, which is weird, but whatever. Why is that weird? Everything uses a Unity engine these because days. Because I'm used to, like, you know, I know that Rust uses the Unity engine, and so, like, when I start up Rust, it has the, you know, what's your resolution and what's your graphics, and I'm used to that for Rust, but for having that on this, it just seems weird because it's obviously such a low graphics game. Yeah, but what, what, when yeah. you break the hex, hexagons, though, they, they sort of shatter and stuff. Yeah, there's... That's, oh, that's yeah, no, 3D that. by the looks of it. It's 2D, but, you know, there's some... Special animation. Very well done. It's very polished. It's it sound. And the, and the thing you have to realize about Unity is it's a real easy cross transferable engine. So you do something on PC, you can move it onto iPhone, you can move it onto Android, and you can stick it everywhere. Well, I hope the developers of this game are getting paid because it's a very good game, and I'm really enjoying it. So thanks to Fumu. And uh, oh yes, Frazier's on the last level of Mushroom Eleven. Yay! I, Yay! Chapter Seven, Damn. which it, took, it the Let's Play is about 50 minutes long. Five zero, so you got a bit going there. But Fraser, you're making progress. That's awesome! Yay! Well, that's like five seconds in Fallout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except that in Fallout, it's not frustrating. So time no. feels different, man. Time feels different. <laughs> so anything else? That's it. That's it. Right. Well, that's good. That's good because we have got a lot of news to get through this week. A lot. A lot of shit happened in the last week. Ooh, so, Chini, I had to move then and get a bit comfy. That's why I made the weird ooh mm. noise. Ooh. Uh, right, yeah. So, Chini, uh, what is in the news this week? Well, there are things in the news that I know of, of course. Oh, I heard of course. The news. Which is why I'm going to tell you about the news. 
Because you're super organized. Uh, yes, okay, first bit of news is VR to hit $70 million by 2020. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money. No, $70 billion, by the oh, way, yeah, not sorry. million. Billion, man, they say a lot more than that. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. I made that mistake like that, that Dr. Evil makes, you know, in Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it says that research from uh, Trendforce puts next year's market at $6.7 billion dollars skyrocketing over the next five years virtual reality hardware and software will be a 70 billion annual industry as soon as 2020 according to trend force uh, a, a thing that a research firm that analyzes so well, i mean do you do you think this is true no. do you think this is gonna happen no 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 why not why do you not think this will happen um i don't think it'll be 6.7 billion. Well, just next how much, year. How many billions would you say it will probably be, Chinny, in your I think estimate? it'd be like a billion, two billion. <laughs> Couple of quid. A few billion, not six billion. Um, but I don't know. These, these companies get paid to do research and get paid for their data i guess so they have to make it sound great uh anyway they might get paid by the vr companies to say hey tell everybody it's going to be exploding in the years to come that is possible uh yeah the research firm shared its analysis of the market today saying that vr hardware will bring in about 20 billion five years from now uh with software accounting uh for about 50 billion of course the market is nowhere near that yet uh with high profile launches from oculus sony and valve planned early 2016 Trend Force expects next year to see a, to see VR 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 uh, to generate yeah. VR uh, to generate seven billion revenue. Yeah, he keeps using the the, the, the that six point seven billion a lot in this. But yeah, it's it's going to be big, is what what they're saying. They, yeah, I mean, still a growing industry, know, I, according to. It is. I can kind of see it though, and part of the reason I see this potentially happening is because I think a lot of the market won't necessarily be gamers. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We're looking at it from a gamer standpoint, but I think a lot of people who will buy into VR won't necessarily be playing games on it. That's maybe. It's possible. Because just just this week, uh, there was announced... Uh, it, it is classed as a game, but it's more of an interactive mystery where the, someone's actually been given permission to go to Chernobyl and like use a 360 camera in the whole of the area and they've sort of filmed it all and then they're going to use that as a vr experience where you've got to solve a mission by finding clues by exploring all around that area Mm. uh which is kind of cool you know what i mean and and this is where i think the the biggest market or some of the the market share for vr will be is is people being able to go to places where you wouldn't be able to go in real life you know or potentially you could but you'd have to spend a lot of money to get there you know, and that's where I see this going, you know, being able to, you know, go wherever, you know, go to all the, the major, like, like tourist attractions in the world. You know what I mean? That you wouldn't necessarily, be, you know, especially for people who've got maybe disabilities or yeah. health problems. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, I just feel like it's, it, I feel like this is going to be one of those things like, you know, look, 3D was all the rage three years ago, right? It was the next thing. It was going to, you know, people were going to buy 3D televisions. And that's pretty much done, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. 3D's, right? I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It didn't take I, off. I don't I, think I, as I people expect. Yeah, what about what about motion controls though? That's going to take over, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
but you, you see what you're forgetting is with VR mm-hmm. there's not as much into I mean I guess with 3D you, you, it's the same but with VR you just got to stick a headset on and yeah, away you, you go you just got to stick a bulky headset on that costs a lot of money <laughs> yeah, that probably drains a lot, a lot of power there's a lot of leads to go to this headset and also well, you need a lot of room and right, you need a powerful PC so. Now, the room is one thing that I don't think can change very easily, but to be fair, you know, they may solve the funding problem when, in terms of if it takes off, then it'll get cheaper. That usually happens. It, they may solve yeah. the wireless thing if they make it Bluetooth or whatever, whatever. But I do think that there, it's, I just don't think it's going to be sustainable enough. Like, VR is one of those things when you wear it for the first time, you're like, whoa, it's the same with 3D. Like, you're like, wow. And then it's like, the next time you're like, eh. That's really cool. And then the next time you're like, eh, it's, it's cool. And then the next time you're like, eh, it's still pretty nifty. Well, with VR, it's just like, I can't wait till somebody makes a game out of this. And then yeah. I'm, st- I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think though, from certainly the stuff from the Sony uh, conference this week, the, there was a lot of announcements for VR stuff that will be hitting the Sony VR especially. Uh, Ubisoft have announced a game for VR. Have you heard about this? Sure they have. Ubisoft jump on anything. It's, I know, yeah. It's called Eagle. It's called Eagle, and basically... Yes, you, you're an eagle. You, you're an oh, eagle. I got it right. Flying around a, a sort of... A sort of dilapidated... A dilapidated Paris, and you're sort of looking at all the stuff after everybody's gone, so it's all like, you know gone to ruin and stuff uh, and apparently it's going to have up to six player multiplayer and you can have like dog fights as eagles and all that kind of jive but you know we'll have to be be waiting to see how this actually plays out or how you can play the game um so uh, ace combat 7 has been announced with vr support so that's been announced as well this so week i can see like games like ace combat and forward just step jay in the chat and i guess the eagle thing because you're playing yeah, as something eagle where no one cares eagle. um like <laughs> jay said you know forwards and things like that any game where you're sort of stationary it's a it's a cool experience i could agree with that but you know uh, no one's really made a game that appeals to me on vr i have to say yeah and then the other one that was announced this week that i'm aware of was uh res you know res They've announced Again, a new version. No one's made a game that appeals to me. Uh, I love Res. Res. Is um, it's you can't say. I can't say. I just did it. I just did. I know you said it, but it's not true. Um, but yeah, Res is a, a, an updated version. Res is turd. But it's only got VR support, so you can still play it just as Res if you want on your TV screen. Play that turd on yeah, your TV so. screen. Play that turd on your TV. You know nothing, Chini. Tell you. Uh, so yeah. So VR anyway. It's it's potential. I mean, you know, with Facebook behind for Oculus. The last two years potential. It's getting there. Every, every developer just looks at every other developer saying, "This shit's coming out." Someone's you know? going to make a great game for this. It's like, well, is is anyone going to make a great game for this? Look, this shit's coming out soon. So right. we'll soon know. Right. We will know. Playing um, on my controller as always. Uh, what else is what else is in the news um, this week? Uh, Troy developer Frost Frozenbite, sorry, not Frostbite, has announced its next game, a new fantasy stealth IP called Shawadan. Um, you play as an assassin named Tasked with killing. For the listeners who can't hear what Shinny's saying, it's Shadwin. 
Yeah, Shadwen. Fantasy world. Actual word that's being said. Um, yeah, you play as an assassin named Har Har, uh, tasked with killing the king. Along the way, you'll partner up with a little girl, leading uh, to ethical conundrums about whether slaying gods is perhaps not leading to the best example upon your surrogate daughter. Uh, it turns out your daughter is a mass killer, so it's all fine. Uh, Mars unique mechanic is time manipulation. Like super hot time in only moves when the character moves. Uh, you even have the option to rewind time. Never seen that before. Which I assume will be limited, but perhaps it will be more like Braid or some shit like that. Uh, as was the case with trying before it, will emphasize physics manipulation as you can use ropes to drag and topple objects, creating covers and traps. So what do we think? Yeah, I mean, this, 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 this could be cool. It could be cool. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I mean... I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I like the idea of stuff only moving when you move. So that'll be an interesting mechanic in the game. You know, very Braid-like, isn't it? You know, because that's what there Braid a did in a lot of the levels. Uh, oh, yeah, it was super hot. Yeah. That that article that I read just mentioned a game called Super Hot. It did. And I it played did. Super Hot at Eurogamer. Was that this year or previous this year? This year. Ah. You can see it on the video that I... Oh. What video? Which one's that one, Chinny? Oh. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Oh, uh, I've, I've moved house. Should I? So the, yeah, no, I played Super Super Hot was a was a pretty interesting game, but everything looked like it was from like like Mirror's Edge a little bit. Right, it was good. So this this is going to be like that in a fantasy setting. Right. So that's. I mean, I mean, does this interest you at all, Duke? Um, eh, kind of. I mean, I guess I don't know. Trine didn't really blow me away, and I I don't know. You know, fantasy stealth. I feel like. Maybe it's it's so hard to say. Like I I don't I'll keep an eye on it. It's just that I think that it depends on how well the mechanics like rewinding time are implemented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it does come down to that. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Ginny? What else happened? Uh, I do. I say anything else. There was loads of shit uh, happened this week. Yes. Uh, there's some article about. Uh, maybe you guys should talk about this or yeah, the grey market. Yes, stuff. I will talk about this. Um, if you don't mind. No. Yeah, no, go Right, for it. so I found it really interesting. I was, okay, someone posted on Reddit about, oh, um, this website has Black Ops 3 for like $45. And I was like, ooh, that's a good deal. I'm surprised that it's so cheap already. And then I went looking, and it was a website called G2A. And I was like, how can they have such cheap games? And then I did a, I searched Google for that phrase, and I found this article from Polygon from February of this year called... The truth behind those mysteriously cheap gray market game codes. And this, Stu, you use one called Kingwin, is that right? I have used Kingwin. I've not used it a whole lot. To be fair, I have used it probably on about three or four occasions at the most. The article is really interesting. Everybody should read the whole thing. Like, it's really kind of hard to summarize what the whole article says, but I'll do my best. In this article, they review they, they, they do some in-depth research on how Kingwin works and how G2A works. G2A was the one I stumbled on. Kingwin is the one Stu uh, uses a lot. Um, or has. I don't use it a lot. I've used it about three times. times. 
anyway, Kingwin comes out looking a lot better than G2A. Um, they they follow up on you know they have more um, required info from their sellers. And the point that Polygon makes is that both of these sites are kind of like eBay for video game codes. So the question is, and then so the Polygon buys two games, uh, Assassin's Creed Legacy and some other game called, I don't know what the other one was called, Stu? Gravity Ghost. I, I can't it's remember. It's called Gravity Ghost. So they purchase these games and they're trying to track down where they came from. And what it ends up to is they, they find these people and they give them all code names, single letters. And so they say this. So-and-so helped Polygon reach R, the young Italian who sold us Gravity Ghost on Kingwin. When we had contacted him via Skype, R was eager to help Polygon understand his business. We chatted at length about his relationship with Kingwin and gaming in general and blah, 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 blah. Where did his games come from? He said, oh, let me introduce you to this guy named D. D was immediately defensive. Are you asking these questions for every person you buy something from? They said in a group instant message, even in the grocery store. I explained I wasn't interested in outing anyone, and I promised anonymity to anyone who requested it, blah, blah, blah. He said he was from the Netherlands. He got the key on a trading site called steamgifts.com, where if you get extra gifts, you can put them up for sale. You know, a humble bundle or whatever, you end up with extra keys. That person said they got the key from a trader there who will call C. The person who is C is a 25-year-old graphic designer in Venezuela. So there's like four degrees of separation already with all these people putting you know things up for sale and then selling them again so you imagine each of these people is making a little profit off of these sales until it gets to kingwin and then when it gets to kingwin they're like here it's you know yeah 20 percent off the retail or whatever it is and i just think it's kind of odd because what what it ends up happening with gravity's ghost it it's that Every copy, they quote the person who made the game, every copy of the game comes with an extra one. Why? I'm encouraging everyone to give that second copy to someone special in their life who doesn't play video games. My hope is that this will open the door to this amazing hobby and allow people to share that joy with their loved ones. So all these codes apparently, well, a lot of them are being used to, for people to make money in direct violation of what the user or what the game developer wants to see happen with them. Now, that's not technically stealing, and the game focuses on, okay, so Ubisoft apparently pulled the plug on some codes that were bought with a fraudulent credit card. That's true. And to be fair to Kingwin, they refunded everybody right. who bought codes off their side. Right. So, you know, the, 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 the point of the article basically is that you, we don't know where a lot of these codes come from, and we can probably never know. You know, they had to do weeks of research to find out yeah. where these codes came from and we can't know so in the same way as you know somebody tries to sell you speakers that quote fell off the back of a truck well you know you caveat emptor right you may be profiting from someone who did a break and enter or something you may be profiting from someone who had a credit card stolen here yeah, it, it is tricky. I mean, when I did read through it, it did make me pause for thought for a minute, you know, because I've bought, you know, I got Fallout 4 for 20 quid right. uh, as a as a pre-order on Kingwin. So I bought that, like, I mean, it's never been that cheap again on there. I just, like, pre-ordered it when I got, you know, when I saw it on there at that price. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th these codes come from somewhere, don't yeah. they? And, and ultimately, I mean, what was the more, more interesting thing for me is when uh, when they went to the maker of the game, they found that where that code had actually come from, which wasn't a humble bundle at all. Right. It, it had actually come from a YouTube reviewer. Right. 
or a YouTube first play person who'd been given the code and then obviously he'd sold the second code on. Right. Uh, so, so one of the people in the article says, it's a sore spot for some developer. We've created a growing number of humble ways to curb reselling, like rate limiting bundle purchases, yada, yada, yada. However, I think the best thing that could happen to curb reselling is for gamers to care where their games come from. I would hope that if gamers really want more great games to be created in the future, they would favor purchase methods that get developers paid, perhaps while also supporting charity in the humble bundle case. Yeah, but it's, it's difficult when... You know, there's very little, you know, it's like people were saying, you know, there's lots of competition in America for where you buy your digital games from, but not a lot of competition in pricing because the vast majority of them are still selling them at the same price as each other, apart from Green Man Gaming, who who does do them cheaper. And I mean, they've been questioning in recent times as to what the legitimacy of some of their codes that they're using on the side. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's the thing is that like, look, if you want to make sure that you're supporting developers... You're going to have to go to legit sources sources that you yeah. know for a fact are legit. And that's the thing. We don't know for a fact that Kingwin and G2A are illegitimate, but there's a chance that you're going to be buying codes that have been gotten through sketchy means. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Look, I am, when I buy a game off, off Kingwin, I am well aware that there's possibly something dodgy going on. And, you know, if it's not manipulated and currencies you know what i mean to get them cheaper which is probably what happens as well i guess yeah i'm interested i'm surprised they didn't really mention that in this article because i would imagine that's obviously going to be a part of it you know what interests me duke is that you obviously don't agree with the with this type of service and and if it wasn't going if if the money wasn't going to develop it would concern you correct Yeah. yeah sure but you bought a lot of used games when you had an xbox 360 that's true yeah, but but and I know is, wait, is, wait, 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 wait. I know that at some point someone bought that game, and you know they the, well, the, the yeah. how do you know that the communist game store wasn't stealing them off little kids at Christmas Day <laughs> because I think yeah they or, shut down by so, the Better Business or someone had stolen that game and then taken it to trade. Well, in. that's always a th- possibility, but the. The people who run the communist game shop require a photo ID for everyone who sells games, and they've told me that on a number of occasions, yeah, they've gotten shipments of games in, and then they could tell something was fishy with them, so they quote-unquote bought them from the person and then told the police, hey, we got this shipment of games, Is someone reported them stolen, and they said yes. So, You see, I think what was kind of interesting for me reading the article, and, I, and it doesn't make right you know, if stuff's happened like that, but the the head of Kingwin said, here's an interesting thought. A stolen credit card was used to buy a massive bulk load of games from EA. Yeah. You know, Ubisoft games yeah. from EA. Yet nobody at EA or there was nothing in place that automatically went old up a minute. There's something a bit dodgy going and on that's here. That's totally a fair criticism because EA, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if EA was like, well, we're just trying to move shipments and get orders out the door. And if, it, you know, if somebody's using a credit card, well, we can't be accused of that. Yes, they ought to have secure systems in place for that. There's no doubt about that. But I do think it's, you know, pot calling the kettle black when they're like, well, what? Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I don't disagree, but it was an interesting no, point. Uh, the more interesting point, though, was in a comment quite a long way down that I came across. 
And it was quite a long one, so I'm not taking credit for this, but someone put this. He, he put, uh, uh, to the best of my knowledge, every industry which has ever existed has tried to violate property rights. Automobile manufacturers tried to make it illegal to sell parts which fit their cars not manufactured by themselves. Music publishers tried to make it illegal to sell CDs used and tried to make cassette tape recorders illegal. Telephone companies tried to disallow people from using any phone other or other equipment, not least directly from them on their lines. Uh, cable ISPs tried to force users to only use cable modems leased from them. Television producers tried to make recording TV uh, with a VCR illegal. Yeah. Uh, all these other industries, all these other industries, also have something else in common. They failed. Uh, when the courts got a hold of the issue and learned what these companies were attempting to do, they stepped in and put an end to it. In the USA, at least, my understanding is that car manufacturers are mostly succeeding in making the used car market almost non-existent no, that's, that's in Japan. That's simply factually inaccurate. Used cars are bought and sold all the time. I don't know. No, 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 in Japan. Oh, in Japan. I don't know. In Japan. Okay. Uh, software, including games, has gone back and forth a bit legally, but the situation right now is not good for gamers or for game companies, in fact. Uh, when you purchase a license for a game, legally speaking, you are doing nothing more than giving the company a gift for a totally unenforceable promise that they will let you play the game. Nothing, basically. If they don't give you the access to the game, you don't have a leg to stand on. The agreement you agree to strips, doubt, strips you of every legal right uh, that you might have uh, you know, as a seller. If tomorrow Valve decided they wanted you to pay $20 per game in your library in order to retain access to the game, they would be completely within their legal rights to do so. If a publisher decided they didn't like a certain game being associated with them, they could delete it from your Steam library without giving you a refund, and Valve would let them do it. Well, that's a good point, but it doesn't really have anything to do with these grey market sites. No, I think what he's saying is... I think what he's saying is, though, the the problem with, with this stuff is that because game developers are still selling these games at $60 even though it cost them a, maybe a tenth of that to distribute them than it did on a disc you know if they made these games a bit cheaper or more affordable then maybe people would be more interested in buying them and yeah, also maybe, the fact but that- let's be honest there's a lot of games on these sites that are you know $15 indie games which are then sold for $10 or $5 I mean I don't, I don't, I don't buy the idea that if games are cheaper people wouldn't pirate them as much yeah, and this isn't necessarily piracy. This is kind of somewhere in between yeah, piracy, I guess, I and legitimately The idea buying. that if games were cheaper, then there would be less shady activity going on around them. People are going to – look, customers are always going to try to maximize their own you know, cost-benefit analysis. And that's, that makes sense. That's, what, that's the way people work, yes. But then, but then you've also got to look at the other side of this. If they did sell games cheaper, for instance, when Valve – the first time reduced the cost of Half-Life 2 to a few quid, you know, rather than its full selling price, uh, the profits went up by about 200,000% or something ridiculous on that one but game. But that's because it was after its shelf life had expired, you know what I mean? Like, the, the companies are also going to do this whole try to maximize value for money as well. And so, they're, you know, when they launch it, it's going to be $60, and then they'll get as much value as they can out of customers that way, and then they'll drop it maybe 20%, and so forth and so on. So, yeah, once they reach a certain... You know, we saw this with the world of Goo. Once, at a certain point, once you've sold all the copies you're going to sell at your standard price, point you drop it down to a dollar or pay what you want you're going to get a whole lot of money that you wouldn't have ordinarily got yeah but there's also the point that it's not necessarily the initial cost but rather the volume that you sell well it depends because if you sell a hundred units at ten dollars each that's a thousand dollars i don't know how to do math yeah that's correct but if you sell 
50 units at $50 each, then you might get more money over. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's hard to tell exactly how much volume will go up when the price goes down. It would be nice if there yeah. were a neat correlation, but it's always a gamble. So the, the, there is probably some sort of mathematic formula that so, people use to work. If that Bob out. the businessman were around, he'd probably tell. How <laughs> I'm sure he would put us straight. Um, after reading this, does it make me sort of would it would it make me start no. buying games off Kingwin? <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> I, I do feel bad though. I do. Well, feel, it has made feel me bad. think a little not bit more. Do you think? Do you well, think then, Bob the business, businessman is feeling bad right now? <laughs> yeah, hell no, hell no. Uh, but on the flip side of that, I do, I do buy a lot of games legitimately. Also, you know what I mean. And and it's no Whatever different. Makes you know, you sleep even, at night, I mean, I know. Fair. So, wait, wait, wait. Because Stu, you you bought Fallout Four through this King Kingwin. I it's did. It's not like Bethesda's losing out money, right? I mean, Bethesda's doing okay. Let's be honest. So I think the biggest problem with these sites is that they're going to hurt indie developers. That's the biggest. Problem. Yeah, I agree. And I haven't I bought any indie sleep games with you know Sony, uh, you know music studios or Interscope or those major labels losing money when you know online distribution ate it up. Because they're still doing pretty well. It's the artists. I mean, Farrell, was it Farrell who did that I'm Happy song? I heard somebody, he only yeah. got like $20,000 for that song, which is nuts. That song was everywhere. So I think it's artists and game developers, especially small game developers that are really getting screwed with this stuff. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only things I bought off there, I'm trying to remember what the games were. There was Mad Max. Uh, obviously, there was there's Fallout 4. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other one was, to be yeah. honest. Oh, the golf club. I bought that off there, didn't I? Mm-hmm. The original yeah, golf club. Game. Kind of, it is. You're Not right. kind of. Uh, is. All right, it is. I feel bad, all right. You know when you're tucked up in <laughs> bed, Shu, and you, you're like, ah, <laughs> yes. I'll yeah. off tomorrow. Ah, brilliant. No, well, then I'm, on the flip side. Right, and then you're tucked up in bed. <laughs> ah, lovely. Tucked up. And then I just want that thought turned to your mind where you just go, there's somewhere a developer crying because he doesn't have enough food in his house and uh, eat yeah, because someone didn't buy his game all right I but, but last last point on, on the, the flip side game of that, in real time but if on the flip side but if they obtained this code from someone who got it free as a review code then they wouldn't have made any money from that code in the first place yeah but you would have bought it possibly possibly yeah. i guess you're i guess that's shit. yeah follow shit um follow shit Anyway, look, Duke, it's a good place to buy Call of Duty if you're not that bothered about it. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, G2A, I've never used it. I always think that side looks a bit dodgy. Kingwin is dodgy as well, also, believe me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, G2A because it looks dodgy. Not because it is. It does look dodgy. <laughs> Kingwin looks more polished. Better. They spent slightly more money on their website, so they're, they they're fine. But they're both based in Hong Kong, incidentally. <laughs> so there you go. And no one can uh, do any crime. No. Hello. No. Hello. Hey. Anyway, Ginny, what else is uh, in the news? Also in the news, uh, Uncharted 4 uh, contains... Oh, no, I've messed up the thing. Uh, it contains branching dialogue. So... <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, further footage of Uncharted 4's A Thief's End was revealed at the Sony PlayStation Experience keynote. 
uh, and it revealed uh, the cinematic shows Nathan Drake reuniting with his brother Sam. It turns out Sam was injured and thought dead before being imprisoned. How he survived, got out, and what he was in for remains a mystery. Um, but he got that classic Drake cunning uh, that's, that lets him track down his little brother and who is now apparently a foreman for a construction site. In a twist for a for the highly scripted series, Uncharted 4 lets players choose their dialogue. When Sam asks Nathan uh, what Nathan's been up to, the player can choose which story to tell. It seems not to make much of a difference as the camera pans up and we segue to morning where the brothers are still talking. So what do we think of branching paths in dialogue? I don't think there is, though. I think from what he says, it's just you can just choose what he says, but he doesn't really have an, an effect on anything. What would be the know. point of it, then? I don't know. I really don't know what the point would be. Maybe it says well, Sam, Sam will remember Yeah, that. it's always possible that there's a small difference in what happens as a result of your dialogue, but it's probably that the type of thing where it's more about the psychology of you you feeling like you're closer to the characters because you believe yeah, there's yeah. a difference. And you've chosen what he says. I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah. Again, I, it's too early to tell. It's hard to say for sure. Yeah, but it does look cool. I'll give you that. Yeah. You know, regardless of the branching dialogue shit, it looks a cool game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need to do that, Jim. You play that. Game. Yeah, you should play that game. It's good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what else? Ginny, come on. There's loads of stuff. Keep yeah, going. Uh, Yakuza Zero is coming to the West. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in this. I thought you would be. I am. Uh, I am. Hang on. Let me... Sorry. 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 Sorry, everyone. Oh, God. Just, to be fair, there's just a ton of screenshots. That's the story, really. Yakuza 0 is coming to the West. Uh, Yakuza 5 will be released next week on December the 8th. It will. Uh, do you know what? Obviously, K still has a, has a PS3. Okay. I was tempted to think, well, yeah, I might go and Yakuza buy that. Yakuza 5 on is only on the PS3, right? That's right. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, now, it's only on the Yakuza PS3. Yakuza 4, was that the one with the zombies, or is that Yakuza 5? No, that was a different one. No, oh, 5 is the one Yakuza with zombies, 5. isn't it? No, no, no. The one with zombies was a separate Yakuza game. So is that 5? So what's Yakuza 5? No. Yakuza 5 is a continuation. So what was the zombie of the, one? The, 5? No. I can't remember what that That had that a zero? different name. Yeah. No, no, zero is a is another is a new Dead game for the PS4. The yes, Yakuza Dead oh, Souls. Is it that's not what it's called. No, it was called Yakuza Five Dead Souls. No, it well, was not. But that would be funny if it was. It would be funny if it was, but it Everybody wasn't. Would zero, then. zero. <laughs> yeah, zero. It's I called don't... Yakuza Zero Five. <laughs> With the zombie five. edition. <laughs> five. There were five zombies. Is a prequel to the franchise that takes place during 1988 when Goro and were just starting out. Brilliant. There you go. I see what they did there. You see, Zero is less than the first yeah. one. I, I get that. This is the soundtrack because it's from the 80s. Oh, come on. Give me the thing. Sorry. What's next, Chinny? Yeah, Chinny, what else? What else? Come on, there's stuff. Um, the, the PlayStation experience happened. What? 
That did happen. That's it where did. we found out about. Uh, there's a new game that got announced. This is in the news. Is this is what? thrown Stuart. What's off. Um, uh, Epic Games. Uh, well, it's not a new game. I don't know if they already announced it, but Epic Games uh, gave us a look at a MOBA ass MOBA. That's what they called it, and it's called Paragon. Paragon. That's right. It was the finale of the thing, wasn't it? But I was like, ah, I don't like MOBAs. I saw it, but so I was like, yeah, whatever. Was, it's MOBA. So everybody's jumping on this MOBA train. And uh, yeah, Duke will be up for that, but he hasn't got a PS4, so he doesn't what? give a shit. I'll, I'll be honest. Like every MOBA I play, I think Dota's better. And if I have the MOBA itch, I'll just play Dota. Dota. I mean, maybe it'll be different, but I don't have a PS4, so it's a moot point. Yep. Uh, yeah. There's also another game called Hob, which is um, the people that made Torchlight. Ooh. That's a... Yeah, so it looks good. Hob is a game. Hob. H-O-B. Hob. Hob. Okay. Hob. Um, He's having a look now. He's like, what the hell is Hob? Yeah. Games. It's it's sort of like a platforming game, I think, uh, mm. from what I can gather. I don't know. It looks a bit platform. It looks a bit like Brothers, the Tale of Two Souls. It looks a bit like that, to be fair. Yeah, but, but but it has combat in it and stuff, so mm. maybe not. Interesting. There you go. That's that. Um, so yeah, PlayStation Experience. Anything you want to say about the PlayStation Experience, Stu? Do you care? Um, no, apart from Nino Kuni Two was announced, Indeed wasn't it? Do so. Nino Kuni One was a sort of like a Duh. cult hit, isn't it? It's like people love Ghibli. People li- love yeah. that shit. Um, so Nino yeah. Kuni Two uh, Revenant, is it Relevant? Re- Re- Revenant? Revenant Kingdom. Revenant? Relevant? Relevant Kingdom. Irrelevant Kingdom. Uh, relevance relationship kingdom is coming to the PlayStation 4 and the announcement was made on the VG 24-7 extra uh, yeah I don't know whatever this article talks about random shit so uh, yes Uh, the game was announced with a trailer during the PlayStation Experience keynote and should please every level 5 and studio Ghibli 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> giblets. giblets studio giblets, giblets. <laughs> that's it chicken, chicken goujons um, that's it uh, every studio <laughs> chicken goujon fan on the planet <laughs> brilliant so Nino Kuni uh, 2 I, I don't know much about Nino Kuni I have to say is it a JRPG yes is it is it something that you've played to I have I know the, the thing is the thing that I do know about Nino Kuni Stu is that the people that like it fucking love it and they let everybody else know that they love it and i really don't care um but that's 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 what it is i suppose do you like it Stuart? are you going to be playing this i'd like i liked it a little bit i wasn't obviously chris mjw absolutely freaking love this game you know well not this game but the original one Uh Uh, so I'm sure he's very excited for this it looks i mean they look gorgeous gorgeous they look gorgeous, so they but but then it still comes back down to that turn-based JRPG type combat. Mm. So so the cutscenes look absolutely amazing because it's just like a Studio Ghibli cartoon. Ghibli. Uh, but, Ghibli. The Ghibli. Uh, but the gameplay is Ghibli giblets. But the gameplay is very strictly JRPG for with like you pick up animals and things along the way that help you in combat and all that kind of jive. Okay. 
So, yeah. And I'll be doing a lot of that in Persona 4. There's a lot of that shit to do in that. Are you getting on with Persona 4? Oh, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still grinding my way through it. I'm about 15 hours in now. 15 hours! I know, which is nothing. In the, in in Persona terms, that's nothing as well, because it's about 100 hours uh, in the what game. What are you talking about? I'm not eating snack cakes. Exactly. You're not eating snack cakes? So, other news now. Uh, uh, Dying Lights, the following expansion, will launch on the 9th of February 2016. Uh, polish? 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 Definitely Polish. Uh, Polish developer uh, Tetland are very clean on surfaces and also announced alongside uh, as well as and included within a newly within polished alongside announced. What? Brilliant. A newly unveiled enhanced edition of the game uh, is going to be released with the expansion and this is available for the PC, the PS4 and the Xbox One. The the enhanced edition... um, is like a game of the year sort of bundle thing where you get stuff with it that came out before. Dude, stuff. Dude. You see, it makes you think like when a game releases, you should just wait and then get it when it comes out like this because then you get all that shit for the same price. Exactly. I'm going to save hella money on Dying Light when it comes out. Hello. You are. Hello. Hello, money. God, it's like being on the Life is Strange game. Hello. It's hella good. Hella yeah. money. Yeah. Indeed. So they, uh, uh, I, w- I was looking at this and I was thinking, you know, at the moment, until Tuesday, I think it is, uh, you can still buy the season pass for $20, which is about £15, I guess, £16. Yeah. Yeah. But if you wait, they're going to raise it to £24 for the season pass. Uh-huh. And the expansion, or, or the season pass might be going up to, yeah, £25. And the expansion will be £25. So it's kind of like, do you just buy the season pass and get all the other stuff, or do you just wait and buy the following when it comes out next year? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So there you no, go. No, you know, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Uh, I like Dying Light, but probably not enough to invest money at this point. I need to finish it, man. God. Yeah, and there's loads of really cool games coming out in the first part oh, of next year. Correct so if I'm wrong, kind of... Dying Light is mostly melee weapons, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yes. guns, but, you know. After Fallout, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to a game that's just melee. It's fun, it though. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Like I, just, I don't know about melee. Well, you should know. He doesn't know. He's got to hit shit, man. He just wants to shoot shit, not hit shit. Yeah, well. Yeah, see? Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Steam finally adds the option to permanently delete your games from your library. Uh, for the longest time, you could uninstall a Steam game from your machine. Finally! No matter how regrettable the purchase, uh, yes. it will remain in your library. Go to you, still be going, Hell man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> up your precious game. When? Uh, blah, 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 when? blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do. When? Uh, it doesn't say. No, you can do it now. I think you can do oh, it. I can't. It says the process is relatively yeah. simple. Go to Steam support site, like sign it, search for a game you own, and choose. I want to permanently delete this from my account. Oh, I can't option. just do it. No. Here wait. <laughs> you, do, you don't have to go to Steam support site. Go on, try it now, live. See if it works. Here, wait. I'm just gonna go to Proteus and see what happens when I try to. The room, Proteus. Add to favorites. Install game. Properties. What do I do? Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> I love the way that made it simple for people. Oh, 
Go to support right. site, sign in, search. I want to permanent. Nah, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> it's very simple, man. Why are you making it so difficult? It's not as simple as it should be. Jesus they should make Christ. a little crosshair where you get to point at games and go, oh, and then I go, are you sure you want to delete this? And you go, Fraser Morse doesn't like Dying Light, and he said he wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to you, but huh. he's obviously wrong. No, he uh, knows. Yes. Um, what does he know? Mushroom 11? I trust Fraser. Jason Goher said, uh, do not delete Proteus. Don't, don't. Yeah, there you go. The man after my own heart. Too complicated. Yeah. Well, it obviously is. Yeah. Even though it's a simple process, it's too complicated for Duke. Yeah. Too much. Anyway, too much. Uh, more stuff now. Uh, Game Awards happened, uh, and Stu has linked um, to basically justify his game that he's been jizzing over all the time. But I've I've got a little link here that announces all the winners. So I'm just going to oh, quickly nice. run through them. You want to talk about Kuj? Oh, there's only one that matters, man. What's no, the matter there isn't. with you? Well, actually, no, you are right. There are two awards, and one game won those two awards, and that's the only game that matters, but we'll get to that. Uh, okay, best art direction goes to Ori and the Blind Forest. I think we can all agree with that. Best multiplayer goes to Splatoon. I think that was very well received. Uh, I'll say... Ooh, I don't know, though. I don't know, though. What about uh, Thingy? Uh, Rocket League? Is that not in there? Best sports and racing game goes to Rocket League. Oh, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Oh, so, well, don't worry about Rocket League. It'll be doing fine. You'll hear soon. Uh, family, <laughs> yeah. Best family game is Super Mario Maker. I disagree oh, with Fallout that. Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is probably more of a family game. I think Dying Light don't is also... Duchess, stop, stop butting into our conversation. I think Dying Light is also a nice family game. That everybody just gets Yeah, nice family game. Mario Kart in Japan. That's just such a liar. <laughs> Okay, moving on. And best <laughs> fighting game uh, is Mortal Kombat X. Oh, I thought it was going to be Fallout 4. Best role-playing <laughs> game is... Uh, well, Fallout 4 can't be in this list because it wasn't entered into... No, no, it was. Huh? It was one of the nominees, yeah. It was. So it won best role-playing game. No, best role-playing no, game was The Witcher 3. <laughs> of course, of course. Best... Action adventure goes to Metal Gear Solid Five, um, and it, that that's also the award for let's just cram Metal Gear in one of these awards. Uh, best shooter was Splatoon. Games for Impact, whatever. The, what the hell is that? Even whatever mean? that is, like a positive social impact with your game. Uh, Life is Strange won Games for Impact. Best performance uh, was Her Story. Brilliant. That's good. I'm glad. That's a good thing. Best, to win. best score or soundtrack goes to Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Best narrative goes to Her Story. Brilliant. Best mobile handheld game, Lara Croft Go, which I've heard is very, very good, uh, but I have not played it. Um, best independent game, and obviously the only game that matters here, is Rocket League. Very good. That's good. This is the song Go from the Killing Zoe soundtrack, so that's why you said Go. I played it. Yeah, you could do the Moby. That would. Yeah, be I could also do Moby. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, Jason Goher said, "I loved, loved, loved." Sorry. Her story, <laughs> but there is a better FMV game that came out this year. What? Yeah, so he says. What is it? I don't know. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, 
Needs to justify that comment. Yeah. Anyway. You need to qualify him. Anyway, Jesus Christ. Uh, developer of the year is CD Project Red. Yay. No, why is Fallout winning nothing? And don't... Hey, Duke, you haven't heard it yet. Game of the year. There we go. Goes now. to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. <laughs> Witcher 3 is good, but it ain't no Fallout. Well, it isn't a Fallout, is it? Project totally Red is a good developer. They ain't no Bethesda. Come away, man. Don't be giving all that freaking yeah. all that buggy shit you get in uh, Bethesda games. Never. Don't, don't be giving me all that. Shit. You know what? Look, if there's a big bowl of chocolate fudge cookies and there's a bug in it, I'll be like, you know what? Get that bug out of here, but I'll still eat the cookies. And it's that's true, but salad. I'd rather have the cookies without the bug. You know what it's I'm saying? It's a very good salad, okay? But it's salad. And, that, and that's not to say there weren't bugs in Witcher 3, because I came across a few, salad. so, you know, that's not true. But they are better storytellers. Salad. They're a better storyteller. Whatever. I haven't finished the main story in Witcher 3, but I don't think it's going to be as good as this main story in Fallout 4. Whichever. Whatever you say. Yeah. yeah. So there. Whichever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Witcher 3 is the best game in the world. I'm bored now. Indeed. <laughs> uh, okay. More uh-huh. news now. Hideo Kojima, uh, the mastermind behind Metal Gear Solid, did not attend the Game Award 2015. Oh, that's uh, a shame. Could he not make it? Uh, uh, no, he couldn't. Uh, but Keith Sunderland took the stage, took to the stage to accept the award for Metal Gear Solid Father Phantom Pain on behalf of Hideo Kojima and the entire Kojima Productions team. Host Jeff Keighley then explained that Kojima had planned to attend, but had been informed by at the last minute that one of the Con- Konami's lawyers said he could not. Uh, it's all a bit of a mystery right now, but likely relates to Kojima's contractual obligation obligations such as were unlikely to hear anything about until they ex- uh, until they expire. It's possible uh, that it will happen later this month. Um, I happen to have a letter. Uh, you didn't link to this. Ooh, in, very good. In very your good. Um, in your news thing there, Stu. But I've I've got again access to the letter. It was released uh, on a website. Like it was a a PowerPoint, not a letter. It was a PowerPoint, and it basically said, "Fuck off, Kojima. Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> on 20 slides Ooh. Jesus that's 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 uh, harsh harsh man God it's no wonder he didn't go <laughs> but yeah do you know what though would he have really killed Konami to not let him go I mean what's he gonna do he'll just go oh thanks for the award do you know what I mean would he's he gonna set part of the stage I was never heard of fire. Konami made me do this. Fallout 4 should be game of the year. Fallout 4 should be game of the year. And he just gets dragged yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, uh, The Walking Dead. How do you say that, Stu? Uh, Michonne. Michonne is a new Telltale Games miniseries kicking off next year. I really got uh, season two. It's a very good season. It's one of my favourite seasons. I think it's an underrated season, Duke. People say, oh, season one is the best, but I really like season two. I think you will enjoy it. Anyway, uh, Telltale shared a short trailer for the first episode of The Walking Dead Michonne at the Game Awards 2015. As reported when it was announced, the game is a standalone three-episode experience which bridges season one and season two. Actress uh, Samara... 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 <laughs> Is she Chinese? Tamara Walla. Tamara Walla. 
Anyway, uh, actress uh, Orange is the New Black will portray Michonne in the game. Which wait, who is she? Orange is the New Black. She's the one of the women in there. Oh, thanks. That really narrows it down. No problem. It's, a, it's Amira Wiley. We'll find out. Samira, Samira, Samira Wiley. Samira Wiley. From Orange is the New Black. <laughs> you see what's kind of interesting about this is she's like obviously one of the oh, she's major characters. She's awesome. Yeah, she's but... she's one she's one of the major characters in the TV show. What in the Walking Dead? Yes. Oh. So she's she's a massive character now. What's interesting for me is in this trailer she has what looks like a very long machete Let's see. as a weapon. Uh, in the TV show, she has like a samurai sword, like a katana. They're, so they're I'm wondering. In the classics. Yeah, I'm wondering though if this is more based on the comic character rather than the TV show character, if you know what I mean. So yeah, but she's a really cool character in the TV show, and I can't see why this won't be great. Uh, what's interesting for me is though, this is the first time that they've had like one of the major characters from the TV show as part of a Telltale Not game. True. Well, they had one in the very first step, well, first season, Indeed. first episode. Yeah, first episode. Well, I guess he had a couple, because he had Herschel in it. I don't know. So I don't I watch him. the show, so I don't even care. But I'm just, like, calling you out. But this having it, like, as a main character for the yeah. whole no, of the, the season first. That's is, first, is, is a first. Definitely. Is a right, first. we've got to crack on, because there's a few more. Yep. Come on, keep on. There's more so, news. There's lots uh, of news. Just Cause 3 developer promises uh, PC bug fixes and asks the fans for patience. Yeah, right. Okay, before you carry on, why why should fans be patient, though? Why should they put up with shit that gets distributed when it's not That's ready to put out there? Games are very difficult to make. We get that, yeah, but don't no, put but them out Developers too. have a responsibility to make sure the thing's working when it goes out. Yeah. You know, we had all the shit with Batman, and now we've got it all again with this. Which is funny, because Mad Max worked without a glitch. It was fine. Yeah, but Mad Max, no, you know, it, so maybe it does have a lot of bugs. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But why is this so buggy? I don't know. Anyway, Just Cause 3 developer Avalanche Studios has said uh, it has committed to improving the game's PC version, but will need some time to do so. The explosive open-world action game arrived on Steam two days ago, according to this website-y thing. Uh, fans respond... Uh, sorry, uh, uh, fans response rewind, rewind. has been positive, but some players have complained about the game's number of bugs. Avalanche has now posted to the game's Steam page explaining that the PC patch is coming, but won't be released in the immediate future. Give me an accent, please. Um... Glaswegian. bastards! We knew that some of you have been encountered some technical issues. We've been <laughs> looking into them all, and we're fully committed to providing you the best possible experience. We know you want specific information on where a patch will land. You fancy la-di-da PC bastards. But what will be fixed? We would love to give you that information. But we will be as soon as we have it, you fucking 
know how fucking hard it is to make a fucking game, says that man from that company. He did. He did. Jesus. Um, yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's like I said at the beginning of this talk, really, this new story. Just, you know what I mean? Just just put it's, games it's out that work. version of Just Cause fucked. Yeah, it is. Apparently, all of, it, all of them are, but it's the PC one's probably easier to get think, a batch oh, no, out. I think the PC version is... It runs okay, but it has a lot of bugs. But I heard that the Xbox and the PS4 version run really slow. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I mean, apparently the talk of t- some of the um, the the console versions sometimes they're saying it's taking up to like five minutes to load. Scottish, it's crap. If it's not Scottish, you know I mean? it's crap. It's true. It's so true. a massive drops in frame rates. You know, and huge performance issues on on both of those consoles. I mean, it just goes to show you, though, that these consoles, as powerful as they are now, are still struggling with these games to run them. You know what I mean? They might be out of date already. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the trouble. That was always going to be the risk. Always the risk. Uh, another news now: uh, exploit, exploited causes bloodborne blood. Oh, fucking hell, Jesus Christ, Mike! Exploited causes bloodborne servers to be taken offline for quote emergency maintenance. Uh, and exploits has caused yeah, yeah yeah blah 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 according to Sony. According to a post on the PlayStation Japan site, uh, the team is conducting maintenance on the game servers, which should be completed in quote a few days. On Reddit, one of, someone took a dump in one of the servers. Indeed, you do. On Reddit, one of the game's developers, Tim Werneker, stated uh, that <laughs> he was unable to provide specifics on what the exploit was, but thanked Don't. users uh, of the Bloodborne subreddit for pointing out any issues with the game. Kotaku speculates that the exploit in question is one which reared its head after the old Hunters DLC was released. It basically gives players DLC for uh, free. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. Yeah, yeah. So they figured a way of, of getting yeah, the, the DLC, DLC for, for note. Free. For note. Yeah, that See, would justify when, 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 when they're getting DLC for free, they'll fix that patch very quickly. But when it's just bugs in Just Cause 3, they'll... they'll say, okay. <laughs> yeah, days, weeks, could yeah, be months. Whatever. If it's anything like Batman, it could be about a yeah, year. Whatever. Before you get a playable game, no big deal. took a dump in the server. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I think that's it for that news. It. That's kind of it, big isn't week it? For news, that yeah. is it. What a- big week, lots, lots of news. I got those extra news blues. Um, but we have got emails. Oh, so That ruled. That did rule. And the first email is from Derek Sainz, and he says this. Who do you voodoo, please, video game responsibly? And he says this. Salutations, veterans of gaming. Hello. Uh, Hello. Yep. You probably won't believe me when I say that I got a little bit drunk at my work's Christmas party yesterday. Oh, that was an early one, wasn't it? When was that? Oh, 4th of December. It's early. <laughs> Nothing too excessive, you understand. Just enough to lapse into the occasional bout of talking in drunkenese, as uh, Robin Williams once called it. Uh, I know that Chinny is a teetotaler and Stu likes an ale or two. 
Uh, but I'm not sure about Duke. My guess would be that as a high school teacher, he's fairly responsible as a drinker. Uh, so my main question is this uh, this week. Uh, what are your favourite alcohol-related scenes in video games? Uh, I've got one. So, I, I have one, but it might be the same one as yours. So you is go it first. Too? It, it is Mafia 2. Hey, great Damn minds it. think alike. I'll, I'll let you talk about Mafia 2, so I'll pick another one. Yeah, so my favourite scene in Mafia 2 is that... You, I can't imagine, remember why you get drunk, but on the way home, you have to stop the cab to be sick. Yeah. Or the, 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 no, the other person's sick, isn't it? I think. Or is it the other, the person, other person that's sick? I thought it was I you think the other person throws up in the car or something like that. Or, yeah, and they're all singing and they're having a good time. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. So that's, that's one of my favourite. And there's not that many in games, is it, where you No, drunk? I think my, one of my favourite moments in games that involves getting drunk is... In GTA 4, uh, oh, yes. because of the physics engine, it was very new. Um, I mean, the physics when you were sober were, were a bit mad, but the, the, when you got drunk, it was just hilarious. That first time where you walked with uh, Roman and you just couldn't control your body and you were falling and hitting your head off cars and people were swearing at you and someone would start a fight with you, that is probably one of the best moments in that game. So, yeah. <laughs> Can anybody? Can, can everybody just stop naming words of songs so Duke will never play another song again? <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, Duke, what about you? Can you uh, uh, think of a time when you were drunk? It's just the alcohol, it? but Quantum of Solace. Huh? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> There's a Damn cool it. scene in that where uh, you get your dr- your drink is drugged and you have to make your way out to the out of the casino into the car and defibrillate yourself. That's the thing. That's why I made this game so great. That's what makes it the best Bond video game ever. I said it. <laughs> you did say it. That. That's okay. Doesn't make it true, but you yeah, said it. Anyway, it's a and it can't be true or false. And I am true. Uh, so the uh, but anyway, it was proper hard to control yourself. And like there's a timer like you're going to die if you don't get out there in like 30 seconds. And so you, it's more than 30 seconds. But it's like, you know, and, and everyone's looking at you weird and the screen's all wavy. And it's just like, ah, and you can't control yourself. And it's just really well done. So um, I don't know about one where you're just drunk, though. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get drunk in, in Skyrim or Fallout? Uh, yeah, I have. There's a mod I use called Realistic Needs and Diseases where you can get drunk and you just fall down a lot. I think I did a um, Twitch stream at one point with that. So it's in the. Vibes. So let me let me ask you this though, Duke, because he did allude to this. Do you do you drink? Are you a drinker? Not much. I mean, a little bit here and there. You know, Friday night kicking off some steam. You know, when the Teachers are done with their work week. We'll might, so we might go out for a snifter of port. Um, but generally speaking, like I, I, most of the time of my life when you would have done a lot of binge drinking, I didn't really do it. Um, so I've never been much of a drinker. Uh, these days, if I have more than you know two beverages, I'll get a wicked like headache that night. Not hangover, but like that night, my head will hurt and it'll be miserable. So. I don't know. I'm a lightweight when it comes to that stuff. So what's what's your poison of choice like then when cider. you do drink? Is it... I'm David Brent. I like cider, cider. Oh, I see. So yeah, because like... it's you know I don't like the taste of beer, so like that doesn't work for me. White wine occasionally. I'll have some white wine if it matches the dinner. Um, I actually have drunk some wet red wine recently, which is weird because I never really have enjoyed red wine in the past. That usually does give me a headache that night. 
But I've tried more recently. Maybe my palate's changing. Maybe my brain is being less obtuse. Um, but it is cider in general. That's my go-to drink. Seven and Seven is also a pretty tasty beverage. So I'll have that sometimes. Uh, so, so Duke's the man who wears a cider visor. Have you heard of that? No, what's that? It's basically, uh, it's like beer goggles. You heard of beer goggles? Yeah, yeah. Like on the side You're of charming the pants off me. What did you say? Right. I said take off those stupid glasses. Yeah, a cider visor. So basically when you've drunk too much cider, pretty much anyone looks okay. Well, I'll you know have to I mean? do that and then look at myself in the mirror because usually I don't. Ah! <laughs> it works with both sexes, by the way. So there you go. Um, cider, I'm going to be gay. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so anyway, I'll finish off the email. There is a little bit more. It says uh, two of his three bedroom bisexual house share. Uh, two of his are the opening cinematic uh, to Dead Island, uh, where a zombie apocalypse would probably be a good hangover cure. Uh, I'm playing as a drunken master character in Virtuo Fighter 2. Uh, oh. He liked the way that he takes a swig of sake each time he wins or just pulls off a cool yeah. move. So, Anyway, also assuming virtual reality and video games finally merge into something enjoyable to play, uh, how would you feel about drunkenness being simulated, especially as young kids seem to have no trouble getting hold of adult-rated games? Uh, sobering up nicely, Derek. <laughs> so there you go. How, how would you feel about a... Uh, virtual reality game that made you feel like you were drunk. We're going to make some of these games entertaining, I suppose. <laughs> hey, hey Chinny, that would be interesting for you, though. Yeah. That, that you know, that you've never been drunk, that would be interesting, wouldn't it, if you could simulate yeah. that. I've, I've watched another, enough other people get drunk for me to not want to do that. <laughs> it's, it is true, me included. Yeah. But you don't have <laughs> the dizziness sense. That go- no, you don't have that oh. sense of drunkenness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so thank you very much as always, Derek. And we have another email from uh, Matt Bond again, who emailed us last week. Talking about talking about Bond. I I went to the Everyman Theatre. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. No. The I think you're making it up. Tara surprised me. We went to Birmingham, right? And Tara said we're going to the German market, but then she surprised me and. She took, first of all, she took me to Five Guys. I've always wanted to go to Five Guys. So she took oh, yeah. me to Five Guys. Burgers. Burgers. Um, five Guys. And then yeah. at the central posh new Birmingham station. And then we went to the mailbox in Birmingham. And we went to the Everyman Theatre, which is a cinema. Um, but it, it's a really posh cinema, basically. But I walked in. I didn't know what it was. I walked in. And I was like, it's a restaurant. We've just eaten a Five Guys. Like, why have you taken me to a restaurant? And, and then it's actually cinema and they only have three screens and all this and we watched uh spectre oh. ah very good and i've been dying to watch that film so yeah that was good it's good isn't it it's I good think it's very good yeah i think it's very good very good mm, very good i, I, I like it I do a that lot. thing at the start where one of those long takes where they don't cut this is very good very clever yeah do 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 and to be honest, you're right. I'm not too keen on the Sam Smith song, but it kind of fits with the movie. I like the song. I like the song. It's all right. I like, all I like right. the song. I like uh, the the bad guy. Uh, I liked uh, the Bond girl. I, you know, I liked the, the Q. I think Q is probably one of the best things about the, the last two Bond films, like this one and, and Skyfall. I think Q is brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, isn't very it? good. So yeah, Bond. Good. Anyway, Matt Bond. Bond. Anyway, Matt Bond says this, uh, the future of games. Uh, hi, veteran girl. Hi. 
Uh, hope all is good. Thanks for, thanks for reading out my email the other week. Uh, still continue to enjoy your show, which is quite possibly the best thing to happen uh, since Geralt and Yennefer did it on a uniform. Yeah, best thing to happen. A lot, of people, that's, that's a lot of people would disagree, but thanks. It's probably Very true, nice. but thank you Very for nice. that. Probably true. Uh, just thought I would email him with another question to get your juices flowing. Now, now what's interesting about this is similar to what Derek Sainz was saying. He says, with the technology continue to advance so quickly in the way we play games moving into a more digital age, uh, what do you see in store for gaming in the near and distant future? Are we destined for virtual reality games as seen in the movies? Or will we continue to play using just our fingers and thumbs? Uh, take care and all the best, Matt. So it's a VR show. We've talked about VR. The simulator is the thing that's really going to take off. I do. No, it, sim. it won't. It'll be great. Uh, so what do you think then? What are we going to? I mean, in the near future, in the, the long distant future. I think I think the way we play games won't change. I still think we'll have something in our hands, and we'll look at a TV, and you know, the TVs will be prettier, and the game, the con, the, you know, like the controllers will be more or less the same. But I think the way the platform that we play them on might change. I think. You know, uh, with s- things like Steam Link and the consoles not sort of performing, not keeping up with the performance of the games at the moment, I think that something has to give. I, uh, like having hardware, having such an expensive hardware in your house is, is, has got to go, I think. I think, you know, whether you stream it somewhere or you subscribe to a service like Netflix, and I think that's, that's where it's going. But no one's figured it out yet. No one's figured it out. And Live tried to do it, and everybody went, go away. Uh, but I, I think somebody will figure that model out. Because because uh, that's 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 the right way to go. Yeah, and to be fair, PlayStation Now works. Yeah, fuck PlayStation yeah. Now. <laughs> it, it does work. I mean, I've tried that that out, and it it works fine. Fuck this game. I'm done. And incidentally, I never mentioned this, but um, Steam now. Link now works a treat. Yeah, the, the, the Not Steam a Link is definitely you know interesting. I, I, the, the problem is you're still using a PC, and you know for for yeah. for, for, for for gamers. Like that, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, I know I I harp on about PCs and stuff, but if I really wanted to, I could work it out. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I really put my mind to it, I could probably do it. It's fine. It's not rocket science. But you know, for my brother, for example, who who doesn't have the time, not that he doesn't have the the, the smarts, it's just about the time to set up a PC and do all this nonsense, and and they're much more expensive. And yeah, I think that need that the someone will work out a model, and I think Valve have really tried hard. To, to sort that out um, and maybe Valve will figure it out or, or somebody else and yeah but I think that's the way it's going I think you just you just need a box and you just go on Steam and you get or go on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network and you buy your games and the box doesn't really have a lot of hardware in it no it just, just sort it of just streams, streams it streams yeah, from yeah. an external yeah, source yeah, I think somewhere that's, else that's, that's where I think everybody wants it. Run Netflix on anything at this point. Like, yeah, you can run Netflix. On, is basically a Netflix box. Yeah, you can run Netflix on your calculator. It doesn't really matter. So yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I think, told you guys I when I had that student in eighth, when I taught eighth grade in Florida, and he was always on his calculator. I'm like, man, this kid's really into math. And I was so naive, I didn't realize he had Tetris on his calculator. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, there Tetris. you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, do you think we'll ever get to the stage? And, you know, we're talking now maybe 50 years down the line. Dead. You know, a long time down the line when we'll all be dead. The distant future. But, the distant future. But would, would, will we ever get to a stage where you just plug yourself into something and it takes over I your consciousness so. rather than... 
you know, <laughs> just having an external That's stimulus. That's what I'm waiting for. Is that <laughs> what you the, would when like the to do? Matrix happens. Like, I've, That's I've what I mean. Before, when the matrix, like, put, put me in the matrix, man. I don't give a fuck. Just plug it. Like, have you ever read the book Other Land by Tad Williams? No. That's basically but, that. That's basically proper VR where you're actually in yeah, the world. Yeah, no, that's fine. I would do that. That's great. Like your your body's convinced you're yep. there rather than yep, yep yeah, that's fine. Or or what about uh, sort of contact lenses that you put in it and they overlay the world in front of yeah, you? Yeah, but I still have to move. Ah, <laughs> uh, true, true. Because like you have to tap into the consciousness so you can. Yeah, so really, you'd have fake, to have it like a dream. You can fake the portrayal of movement. Like, you're, when you're in a dream, you're not moving in the bed. Well, some people do, but, like, you know, like you, you, you're sort of walking around in your dream because you're not, you're, you're believing that, that that movement is real. That's what I it's want. the distant future, the year 2000. And that's when the robots will take over and we'll all be dead. Yeah, so basically, it doesn't, get, you don't have to use any no, physical I mean, energy when to you look do at this. It, when just... you look at it, right, we've got about two, three hundred years left on Earth. Before we all just kill yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So it's true. why not it's true. let's why not do it while we're playing Tomb Raider? We're, we're it insert it in our brain, you know? <laughs> I'm liking the sound of that. You know yeah, I'm liking it. Or in our butts. Or in our butts. Wherever in, you've got to insert in it. Whatever you've got to insert. In an orifice. Yeah. As long as it works, I'm I'm happy to do it. In an orifice somewhere. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So yeah, I mean that may or or probably may not happen. You know, don't get me wrong, technology has advanced greatly, you know, over the last hundred years, I guess. So eh, not that much. We we'll need a bit of serendipity for that to Pretty occur. Pretty much the same technology we used back in nineteen fifteen. Yeah. You could pluck somebody whatever. out of nineteen fifteen, bring them here, and they'd be perfectly yeah. adaptable. I will I will start the steam omatic machine here. Cause see, they used steam, we used steam. Oh, am I blowing your mind? I use it. You know, I use a really big, complicated word now, and you both just completely glossed over it. So. What was the word? Uh, serendipity. We'll need to right. Who cares? So there you go. It's a good word. It's a good word. I know that is a good nerd word. Do you know what that means, Ginny? Serendipity. No. It, ba- it basically means that you make a discovery by chance. Are you pulling a yes. Stanley parable not right now? Just look at how clever I am. As, uh, yeah, I am. I am. Look how clever I am. Uh, that's true. Do you know, but some of... pointed out that was once voted Britain's favorite word. And they it's, said, it's a great They word. must have given them a list of words. They can't just imagine they go up to people. What's your favorite word? Uh, serendipity. Yeah, thanks for asking. It's a great word. Because, like, so for instance, Viagra uh, is a great example of serendipity. What does serendipity mean, mean again? It means it means you make a discovery by chance. So you make a really oh, no, important discovery, but it only technically for instance, to do with things happening at the right time. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, Viagra was originally meant to be a blood pressure tablet, but when they started testing it, it was really crap at what it was supposed to do. But then realized one of the side effects was that you got a heart. Owners. So that's how that occurred. And the other great one is Post-it notes. That was that was a great. Otherwise, very nice. Because you know how post-it notes were invented, you know? uh, I believe uh, they were made in an act of serendipity. They were. Because lifestyle making you tense and impatient? Shut up and get to the point! I'm not sure exactly who it was, but they were trying to invent a new type of glue. Uh, but when they, when they tested it out, it was a bit shit. Because it wasn't, it wasn't very sticky. It didn't obviously firmly <laughs> stick stuff together. To be fair, but shit is pretty sticky. If you ever get shit on your hands, yeah. it's it's so sticky. It's all over everywhere. But 
in in the factory where they were, they started using it just to stick pieces of paper on the wall with notes on and stuff, and that's kind of how it all yeah. came about, I think. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they got there. So, oh, do you know what would be a good idea if we put this on stuff properly and use you know, it? You another invention that was everything uh, that was discovered by accident. What's that? Go on, uh, go on. Surfboards. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Is this true? Is there this was, true? Uh, there was this. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> 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 there was. Uh, was he doing his ironing? There was this guy. All right, he was. <laughs> he was ironing um, <laughs> on the coast. Right. Uh, he, he thought yeah, yeah. He, he had an argument with his wife. Right, and he said, "Look, I've had enough of you. I'm going to go to the beach." And she said, "Do some ironing when you're there." And I said, "What? Well, there's no power." All right. <laughs> And she went, well, just just take out the uh, the 200 meter extension cable that we have. I went, all right, fine. So, That's fortunate. That, they, that was very serendipitous that they had that extension. <laughs> yeah. So, which they also invented out of serendipity. But anyway, that's a different story. And then they they took it out, and he was ironing his clothes, you know, minding his own business. And this wave came, all right? And he was like, right, yeah. fuck it out. It's a wave on the beach. <laughs> yeah. All right. And he was shit. like, shit. So and then it took him, and it also took the ironing board. You see, and I haven't. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but an ironing board is a very similar shape <laughs> to a serving board. It right? is. It is. So he, he was scrambling around in the sea. I think you might know where this story is going. He's scrambling around in the sea, <laughs> and yeah. uh, he's, he's he's looking for anything. He's desperate. You know what I mean? He's, he's desperate to sort of get back. Desperate. And, so he grabs the the ironing board. And he stands yeah. on it, and he and he catches a surf, which is a, a term for riding the current of the surf that is that is that is formed by the the, the currents in the sea and the, and, the, and the moon. So <laughs> so he he, he rode that, and, and then he immediately became a fucking douchebag. <laughs> yeah, and he spoke very slowly, no, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I see things. I, I, I don't know many things at all, so I have to make things up to make myself appear clever. So there you that's, go. That's, that's, there you that's go. that. So there you go. That's the nerd talk done for this week. Yes, <laughs> Actually, I, I have a confession to make. I didn't just randomly come up with that. I have been listening to the Infinite Monkey Cage this week, and that's what they were talking about, which was very. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you should check that show out if you've never listened to it. It's, it is really great, and you learn lots of stuff. Are we finished? Map, as, as yeah. Matt's email finished? Uh, I think it might. Have let me just uh, yeah uh, yeah that's it. It's finished. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Thank you, Matt, for emailing in. We do appreciate yeah, the emails. You. If you want to email, if you're listening right now, right? Yes. And you should be feeding your cat or stroking your dog or or stroking, stroking your cat and feeding your dog to your cat. Your or feeding your cat to your dog, or, or feeding food, or feeding your cat dog because you morph them together in a weird science experiment. Oh, that sounds awesome. I want a cat dog. Yeah, then yeah. It's got the loyalty of the cat and the sharp reflexes and intelligence of a dog. But then you'd get a byproduct that would be just an ignorant idiot. <laughs> you think you'd want the other way around, but but no. Um. So yes. Uh, rectum showing of a cat as well, because that's what cats do: is they show you their rectum a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and spray stuff uh-huh. at you. You do get dogs that have little bum holes. But anyway. Oh, it's um, the rectum cast where we talk about rectums. So if you want to email into this fine show where we talk about rectums. Are you going to get around to that in a minute? Uh, then you can email the show on an email address that is podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. That's it. Also, simple as that. We should say that we record every Sunday at 9 p.m. UK time, which is 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. 
Yeah. There you go. Uh, right, that all being said, we do need to do some shout-outs and get the hell out of all here. Right, so we'll come to you. everybody. Wow. It's time for a shout-out. Hey! Hey! Juke! Come to you, Juke. Juke, go, go, go. I Umu because he gifted me hex cells, and I am enjoying it, and I appreciate the gift, and he's cool. And I will also shout-out the following people who gave me love on Twitter recently because I like getting things on Twitter. At Duke Scath, you can holler at me. Jason Gallagher is always uh, showing things. And Nutstone liked my Wu-Tang Clan cross-stitch. And uh, Step J also liked it. And Stu Leck uh, said he never thought he'd see the Wu-Tang Clan and cross-stitch. And Sabatooth is going to email me. And Obi-Wan Shinobi sent me a thing about Fallout Facts, which I think I'd seen a while ago, but whatever. And Gary Lever uh, is interested in being on the Fallout uh, cast when we do that. So, yeah. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. So I'll shout out uh, Duke, of course, because, you know, and you, Chini, oh, yeah. you know, for doing this every week, because it's kind of good fun. Shout you out know, everybody. Shout out everybody. Uh, I'm also going to give a shout out to Lewis, if he's still listening, and Dan, and, uh, and a special shout out to Feng Chui, who has got lost in Fallout 4, apparently. He's played days of that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said he can't stop playing it, and he said he is totally sucked I in. I can't stop, 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 stop. And can I just uh, clarify that was sucked in, not sucked off. <laughs> Oi. Uh, and I'd like to also uh, shout out Simon and still for doing a great voiceover in the new Stanley Parable Maker Man's game called that weird name of Dr. Langscoff and the Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, a whirlwind heist. So there you go. Uh, and give it a go. Look, it's free. Give it a go. You might, it might make you smile for a minute or two, which is what it did for me. It made me giggle on a couple of occasions. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and I think that's kind of it for me, so I'll go over to you, Ginny. Uh, yes, I will shout out David Tripney, who broke the news to me that Rocket League will be coming to the Xbox One on February. Ah, so it's still quite a while then. February, everyone. February. Yeah, still quite a while. By the way, did you get the DeLorean uh, add on? Duke bought it me. Ah, can't how stop is it? Buying things it... for people. I can't stop. Um, Never buys anything so... for me. No, no, it's <laughs> Stanley Parable game, the new one. Oh, of course. Yeah, you did. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, I don't expect how bad it was. want a blueberry joking. muffin? Yeah, I want a blueberry muffin. I like those. Yeah, go on. Sorry, Ginny. Anyway. <laughs> Rocket League is coming to the Xbox One in February. It won't be cross-compatible, so you can't play people on the PlayStation Network or the PC, which... Some people were expecting that. Uh, uh, well, you can do it between PS4 yes, and PC. I know, PC, I know. Can you know? But, and then some yeah. people were like, well, Xbox. The, the, so they must be able to do it on Xbox. Like, you don't know Xbox very well. They're Xbox fucking shit with stuff like that. Games. It ain't got games. No, I'm afraid uh, Xbox don't play that game. So anyway, uh, I'm very excited about that. Somebody asked me, will you still buy it, even though you've got the PC version at work and you'll get a work PC that will play it um, as well and, and stuff like that and... Uh, yes is the answer because it opens it up to a new audience doesn't it i can play with my all my xbox friends then um so yes i'll be playing it uh so david tripney broke that news to me so thank you david tripney i also want to shout out scott drummond scott drummond is that it i'm not (laughs) any explanation for help you have to bring the blueberry muffins to me yeah 
Send them in the post, man. I'll give you my address. Yeah, exactly. Nah, we, we just had a bit of a chat on Xbox, that's all about it. He, Dude, play off the sound effects. He said that I have a lot of catching up to do in terms of video games, and he's right. Uh, because finish Fallout 4 for one thing. I have to finish Fallout yeah, 4 Jesus. and start the Witcher done, 3, man. and I've got Mad Max, and I've yeah. got The Evil Within, and all this stuff. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of video yeah, games to play. Is that it? That's it. Are you done? Well, in that case, we need to get the hell out of here. Thanks to everyone who's listened and joined us live. And all that jazz. Thank you, good night, much love. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts. Similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Ooh, sound effects. Some talk yeah. about RPGs. Too many, some people say. Come on. Some might say that. No, no one says no that. And of course, you have links to you know great forums. You don't have any other friends. So check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um. Quick question, although not necessarily a done deal. Wait, at the I moment. have a question first. Who does Bell for? Ah, it does, buddy. Um, yeah, quick question. Are you two available for Monday instead of Sunday next week if necessary? I believe the answer to that is yes. Yes for you, Chinny for you? Go on, sec. <laughs> Are you available for Monday instead of Sunday? It's not a definite. I'll email you to confirm. Uh, because it's Millie's birthday on Sunday, and we've got relatives around, but I'm not sure at what time they're going just yet. So when I find out a bit more info, I'll know. So would that be possible? Um, there is a tiny chance that I might be late from work, but I should be okay. Because I've got to go, yeah, I've got no to go to London on that day. It's the 14th you're talking about, okay. is it not? It is a full, it's Millie's birthday on the 13th, you Yeah, see. yeah, there's a tiny chance that I might be sort of, I can't what imagine if, it. What if we gave Millie the gift of podcasting with us and she could hang out with us for two and a half hours on her birthday? Would that not be every teenage girl's dream? Oh, I'm sure she would love that when she's unplugged herself from something. Yeah. You know what Maybe. I mean? But no, anyway, I'll let you know later in the week. Oh, God. Um, so... Hopefully by Friday at the latest, I'll let you know. So I'll give you a few days. Take it home with you. Take it home with you. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's kind of it. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone who's listening. I don't know why I was telling you all that. So, yeah, you might, we may be on Monday next week instead of Sunday for live listeners. So there you go. I guess it's worthwhile for them knowing that. Yeah. Uh, but we will confirm in the week. I'll put it up on Facebook and let people know what's happening. Hockey dog. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Yes. And good night and God bless. Thanks, Jenny. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.